from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week at Nintendo Main, there's a whole lot of games coming out in 2023. Now that we're in it now, we're going to talk about it. Plug me in to those indie RPGs in 2023. No tears in 2023. We're getting tears. <laughs> Tears and tears. Tears of levels. It's all about, it's going to be about levels and tears and stacking something. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 353, your first episode of 2023. Look at that. We made it. We made it through that four-hour top ten episode of last week. That was last year. Somehow that got edited. I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but it got edited. I was impressed with how quickly you turned that around. I just finished listening to it today. It turned out well, I think. There's a really great WART radio out there, too, that's coming to the free feed in like a week. So look out for that. It's already and on. It's already on the already on the Patreon. If anybody's on that, so and the bonus episodes up. Yep, I know. <laughs> Trey's been hard at work editing all these episodes. We uh, yes, He's not left his podcast studio for an entire week. We are, yes, uh, we as I was going to say, my nickname. We are your hosts. Uh, two WART radios, one expansion pack, an Nintendo main podcast, and a top ten video. Walk into a bar, Johnson. I'm Jeremy Souls Burt out Mikowski. I'm John, onward and upward, and Edward Knitter. And Edgar. And Edgar. Which we'll talk about also, because we never talked about that announcement from a few weeks ago. You know, suspense. <laughs> yeah. About those remasters that... Spenders of disbelief. That might not look great. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about what we've been playing and what we've been doing for the week. It's been like three weeks since we've actually done this, I think. Like, because we've been doing like top tens and best winter levels and anime episodes and everything. Right. All this shit back and forth. But what's everybody been playing? I haven't been playing much because I've been playing this game called Nintendo Main, making a whole lot of shit for the, for the patron, for the patrons and for the, and for the regular folks as well. I, I kind of made myself a little too busy. I decided to do not only to do, um, well, I have like my monthly wrap up, you know, the WART radio monthly wrap up with all the music, but I decided to do a, a WART radio best songs of the year out of all of those wrap ups, which ended up being around four hours long as well. And also, uh, our bonus Patreon episode. And I'm, and I just started logging footage from all of the, uh, best of the my, my top 10 games today to try to make the video for that and i have to edit this episode at some point so i had five things but i have three done and i have two left this yeah. this episode in that video i'm going to try to get that video done first so hopefully when you hear this you can go over to youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast and watch that damn video anyway we want to make forever to make. job easy so uh see ya <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sad that we don't have an episode yeah i know 
Well, we do. Technically. We have to talk about 2023. But I did. Uh, I, I did get myself like one day to play video games, and that was last Friday. And I sat down and I played like five hours straight of Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and it was wonderful. I played a whole lot of side stories, and I found some extra hero missions that I hadn't found before, and it was great. It's great to play that game again for the first time. I think I, I'm still like what 95 hours or something like that. Or 97 hours. I don't know. I didn't make it to the 100-hour count on there yet. I, I wanted to. But uh, what was it? Um, Sunday night, we recorded uh, Sunday night we recorded our anime episode. And then after that, I did the WART radio. You know, so I did, like, two things back-to-back. And I was pretty tired, but I wanted to, like, play a game before I went to bed. So I'm like, I need something that's, like, really simple that I can just, like, slide into and just, like, fuck around with. So I started playing Kirby in the Forgotten Land again. And I finally beat Ooh. that stupid boss that I was stuck on for however long. The one that I rage quit over. And I still died like about five or six times before I beat him. So it was, uh, so there's some hard bosses in there. All you Kirby's rage too easy over people. Kirby. Yeah, if you actually play the game longer than the first level, they do actually get harder. Like all of them do. Like the past ten Kirby games have all gotten difficult. If you try to play it all the way to the end of the game. Which I did. I'm actually on the last boss, but I was... Too tired to beat the last boss, and I got beat like five times, and I was like, I'm going to sleep. So I have it, st- I have it paused at the last boss of, of uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I wanted to finish it before this episode, but I was way too tired, and the boss is, takes forever to fight. It has a crazy ending, though. Like the end, I've heard people talk about the ending being crazy, and the ending is totally crazy. It did not disappoint. It was not any less crazy than I expected it to be. So it kind of just goes a lot of places, and there's a really cool heartfelt scene at the end too which i didn't expect which was like oh that's that's nice pretty savage but yeah no i mean that's uh it was kirby was kind of one of those games that i uh just didn't have enough time with i didn't play it long enough because it came out right next to uh skywalker saga and then i just went and played that forever long and that didn't make my list either (laughs) but uh yeah it was surprising yeah well i mean it was uh, it was fine did the other stuff on my list i liked better it was i mean it was fun for what it was it just it wasn't I don't know. It, it. I don't think it was as good as like Mar- Marvel superheroes, which I think is still my favorite Lego game. But it had some, you know, it was fun enough. It was. It was also super glitchy. Like I, I ran into a lot of glitches with it, and where there was like stuff I couldn't find, and and like uh, you know, there sometimes there would be stuff that wouldn't appear, and I got stuck. There was one part where I completely had to look online to figure out what the fuck was going on because I. Because it asks you to go to a goal, but it doesn't say where the goal is, and I couldn't figure out what to do, and I had to run, had to go to this like one specific point on the map to get it to work. And I would have never figured it out if I didn't look it up line online. Cause they give you like the longitude and latitude of where it is on the map to get to. Cause there's no, there's no way you would have known. There's like no clues or anything like that. So that game was, was in its own self. But anyway, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a pretty game and it's nice. It was a nice game to play. It's got a kind of, it's got a cool soundtrack and those bosses look really good. I forgot how good the fur looks on that game. There's a lot of fur effects going on, but I, I, I died against that one boss enough times that it asked me if I wanted to put it on easy. So there you go. You know how that feels. <laughs> it's like when they when they ask you if you want to have a how you want to have like the white Donkey Kong take you through it or whatever. I always I hate those things. Where like you, it's like do you want the do you want the game to beat it for you because you obviously suck really badly. Super Luigi. And uh, what else? Oh yeah, I played I played Splatoon three on uh, New Year's Eve weekend because for some reason I thought was that was when the Splatfest was, but it wasn't. It's this weekend because why would you put a Splatfest on New Year's Eve weekend? Like nobody's gonna stay home and play Splatoon too. They're all yeah. gonna be out fucking drinking champagne or whatever they do on new year's so uh i mean we didn't i know i didn't go out jeremy didn't didn't either so we didn't we didn't go anywhere but uh but no it wasn't there but i did vote on whatever the team were like this splatfest is kind of 
I don't really care that much. It's like, uh, what is it, like sweet? It's like uh, spicy, sweet, and sour is like the three teams. And I kind of don't really like any of those that much. But I voted for sour because I think I hate it the least out of the three of those things. Isn't that like all the kind of flavors? They're savory is the one I like. If they would have put that on there, everybody would have picked it. I feel like you would like hot and sour soup. I actually don't like hot and sour soup. Well, there was one hot and sour soup, but that place is closed. There was a there was a restaurant that was across the street from the comic book store that Justin and I used to go to called Belly Shack, and they had the best hot and sour soup I've ever had. But it had like some extra shit in it. It was like a it was like a Korean Thai mixed place. It was really mm. good, and it's closed now. But they had the really really good hot and sour soup. And that was the only time I've liked it. So there you go. But yeah, I went for sour because I'm not I'm not into I'm not into spicy stuff, and I'm obviously not into sweet stuff because I'm diabetic. So Too bad sour it is. Yeah, I love salt. Like salty would have been great. I'm a salt fiend, but you know, salt life. Yeah, but I can't, I can't pick that. But yeah, I was like, it's, it's kind of a weird choice. It's hard to like, you know. But anyway, you should still do it just so you can experience tricolor battles because they exist now, and you can pick. I an- saw you on there, and I got excited. And then realized, of course, myself that there wasn't a Splatfest. Yeah, I just kind of jumped on there. I was like, well, I might as well play the Splatfest, and and there was not the, the, the it was every there was nothing going. You know, normally when there's a Splatfest, like everything's going crazy, and there's like. You know, all these like big lights and stuff. And it's just like everything's regular. And I'm just like, oh, no spot. This is the one where we get to play. We could like definitely play three way battles. Yeah. As of, well, it doesn't start until Saturday, though. Just just remember that. So you got to play on Saturday night and you can pick it whenever you want to. You can choose it and you don't have to be ahead. You don't have to be like on the team that's leading to use it. I guess you can play. Three ways. I guess originally, they, the, on the last Splatfest, you could only pick it if you were behind, if you were one of the teams that were behind, and if you were ahead of everybody else, you couldn't pick it. It would randomly pick it. But I played it, and it still happened a lot, so whatever. But yeah, you can play it and get your ass beat like I did. But I was in the middle. I want to try to play on the outside. It's like we were always in the middle because we were in the front, and we just got, we just got like, a, you know, we just got ambushed every time. So I wonder what the the colors are going to be for sweet, spicy, and sour because I think it's like red. I think green was sour was was what the color was of, for the poster or for the. I feel like there the was picture. one that was like ketchup and mustard. That was my favorite one. Because... Ketchup and mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, I was right. Ketchup it was way mayonnaise. grosser. It was much grosser. It was great because it really felt like we were spreading. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was so what disgusting. Because yeah, because you because our... you would because you would actually. Yeah, because you because the ink would be the color would be white or red, and it was it. And I think I went for the mayo side, but I kind of wish I would have done the ketchup one just because so it's like you're shooting blood everywhere, you know, like yeah, like that sort of thing. It's kind of kind of what I got from it, but it was real gross. Just uh, seeing that big, you know, all that place air covered and all these condiments. It's like wow, that probably stinks. I don't want to have to clean that up. Thankfully, you don't out have in the, to out in the the sun. Yeah, thankfully those squids <laughs> don't have to don't have to clean that shit up. But yeah, that's that's me. That's all I've been doing. So uh, why don't you why don't you two talk about stuff? Because I've seen that you've actually been playing games because you have time to. I know Jeremy has a big one that came out that we haven't even talked about or even talked about the date or anything. But Sports Story is out now. Yeah, it's out, and I was actually kind of surprised how little fanfare how it just it was just on the eShop. And I think I actually saw it. Well, I saw it was it in the directs. It, it was. No, I mean, I know that it was coming out. They did like five days like, of indies or whatever for Christmas. I just haven't seen any sort of advertising push for it or anything really. And uh, other than obviously like what you just said, but um, then I just happened to see someone on Twitter be like, oh yeah, hey, sports stories on 
the eShop now or something along those lines. I'm like, what? So I just went and I bought it. I didn't look at anything about it and I just bought it. So I did was, I do the yeah. right thing? That's for you to just, that's for me to decide. That's for you to decide. You played it. But did I buy it? Yes. I bought it based off of how great the first one was. And I was like, you know what? I got to support these devs. They made a great game. I'm ready for some more of that Aussie humor. I'm ready for another RPG with golf-based gameplay. And so far, that's mostly what it's been is golf. But so far, it's very confusing to me. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I've heard. Confusing, huh? That's that's kind of what I've heard from the different reviews. I basically that... don't ever know what I'm doing, and so I just have to keep running around until I sort of get an inkling of what I'm supposed to do. And then I'll be like, oh, that's... wait, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. And then that sounds like it should be fun, but I feel like the last game was a lot more. Like, it pointed you in the right direction a lot better. And uh, it also, like, things changed based on the context. And here, like, you'll talk to somebody... So here's one thing that really bothers me. You start out in this main area and you're just a guy. You don't have any sort of a background or anything. You're just there. But you've got the same coach and everything, so I don't know if you're supposed to be the same guy from the last game or not. I mean, you got that same uh, weird hair. Yeah. I mean, you look like the guy. But it's the coach, his daughter, and then whoever your partner was in the last one. And then there's some other chick. But, like, you're... The very first place you're at, which is a which is this beach area, you're just running around playing. Um, you're basically just having to talk to people in the right order, and then, and it's very old school in that regard, but not fun. Um, then I had to figure out like who to talk to that was going to give me challenges, but that was never really all that clear either. I just had to talk to everybody until eventually I noticed some of them when they would talk, a little like out a round outline would appear on the ground. Then I could walk over to that and then start a challenge that contributed. Anyway, though, I just, the very first part was all about the coach just giving me orders. He wanted me to go get him. What do you want me to go get him? Uh, a smoothie. So I went and I got him a smoothie or no, a sandwich. He wanted me to go get him a sandwich, but to get the sandwich, I had to get money. So I think I had to go around, find money, go get the sandwich, bring it back to the coach. And then he says, I want orange juice. I'm like, okay, well, I thought I saw a place that said juice on it. So I go to the place where it says juice and I go, I want to buy orange juice. Well, you can't buy orange juice. You have to have an orange to buy orange. You have to bring your own orange. Hmm. Where do you get that? I'm like, where the hell do I get the oranges? <laughs> yeah. So I look all, all over the place and I finally find down at the bottom right of the map is the lifeguard shack. And if you kind of look, you can see, oh, wait, they've got like a couple of boxes of oranges up front. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to go. So I go and I'm like clicking on the oranges. I can't grab them. So I talk to the lifeguard. The lifeguard's like, you can't have an orange if you don't have an orange token. I'm like, what? I need an orange token to get an orange to turn it into juice? <laughs> it's like, juice it's, bar to give to the coach to continue the mission? It's almost like this is a bit, but I think this is this is really the game, right? This was really what I had to do. So it, it, essentially, I just cleared the whole area. I just like went, I went from challenge to challenge. Eventually, someone gave me an orange token. I'm like, awesome. So I go, we get the orange. I go, get the juice. I go, I give it to the coach. He says, okay, now we can go to the next part of the game, which was the hotel. So we could like be at the hotel. You get to the hotel. The coach is like, here's a phone. I'm not going to ever ha- like hang out with you anymore. Just call me if you need anything. He's always in the room. He never like, you don't see him anywhere else. Um, if you go to the beach level, 
the same people are always standing in the same place. You can't talk to them anymore, the people that were in your party. So even if you're on a mission with them, you'll go back there and they're just standing there. And you're like, wait, maybe I'm supposed to be here. But no, they're just models that are standing there that you can't talk to. I don't know. It's it's really, it's <laughs> rough. It's rough. Um, I was reading an article. Was it a Polygon article? I can't remember. There's some article where somebody figured out a way to clip through this part in the first town you're in and you can get to this back room you're not supposed to be able to access and you essentially open up a room where the developers are complaining about their shitty work conditions and like how the their original like the developers original idea was like taken away from them and they had to like start all over again all this crap it's like a developer's room right it's like the dev room and chrono trigger except it's more like (laughs) We have to like bitch about our bosses, but we don't want to get fired, so we're just going to put it in here instead. But that's funny. This is miserable. Weird. It seems more miserable than funny. Honestly, it feels like, like they it doesn't have yeah, that yeah. tongue in cheek funniness to it from what I've read. It's just like it seems like they didn't want to like, trapped kind like, of like they didn't want to make the game for some reason, right? That's what is this something you, you think they intended for people to find or or yes, this is just yeah, that's why they intended for oh. it to be found. They knew once but, it was yeah. in the public hands they, that somebody would find it but in the meantime it passed all whatever their in-house quality testing was to get it to where you know we're going to get that shit out there they wanted it to get out there it's like a message in a bottle it's like uh what's the, this old book i read once which was called like help i'm trapped in a fortune cookie factory it's like that's how you're sending out your message to like come save me you have to send it put it in the cookie and then someone opens up the cookie and then they come save you so yeah, anyway, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's not fun. I'm going to keep trying to play it because I liked the original game enough, but it's really not holding my interest. And, and like I said, right now I'm stuck. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to find an axe. I'd find an axe because for some reason I have to hang out with some lumberjacks, but they won't hang out with me if I don't have an axe. But I don't know why. Oh, because I have to get the axe so that I can cut down a tree so I can walk and talk to this ninja who's holding the club hostage or something. The course hostage, maybe. <laughs> and they're practicing they're uh they're practicing um chipping on the putting greens. So they're destroying all the putting greens. You can tell like the very first area is just so pretty and like and like you go to the hotel, it's it's almost like there was something good happening and then I, I don't know. I just kind of got I just went to crap it's hard to I, I wouldn't recommend anyone downloading it because i don't think it's worth playing but it <laughs> might be interesting to check out if anybody wants to just to see how weird it is um i'll keep playing it and i'll report more about yeah. next week if i actually make any progress um but right now it's i just it's really boring and confusing is what i would say it's worse than i've heard i, I remember reading some negative things about it but like at least it's not very expensive. At least it's only like fourteen ninety nine. Like you didn't yeah. lose a whole lot of money on it. That's the thing. Well, but. whereas that was whereas that was like an awesome price for the first game, and I would have paid more. This I feel like should have been one dollars. Yeah. Wow. Not really though, because I I have to feel for the the actual devs. Whoever was in charge is seemingly is why it's fucked up. There, I mean, there is there's a patch coming soon ish. I guess. But I, I had heard there was some like that there were some performance issues too. Like it was, like there were some hard crashes and like a little bit of frame stuff or whatever you know. And I had I yeah. had it freeze on me once, 
but it wasn't that big of a deal. And then I had it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a big deal. It sh- that shouldn't happen, but it didn't like, you know, erase my game or anything like that. And then I also had it. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, during like it was showing me my mission. And it was kind of like if you remember golf story, like it'll zoom in, you know, and it gets all pixelated and stuff. But that's part of the charm. Like it'll zoom in and it'll like move around the map and it zoomed in way when it's showing you where it wants you to go next and so it's like go over there and it like you know pans over zoomed in so it makes it like i don't know it's just part of like making it more cinematic but where they're doing that where they're showing me where all the ninjas are in this course that are destroying the course or whatever and as it's doing that like it can't the game can't keep up with it and it's just so choppy and i can't tell what's happening and none of the sounds are synced up Mm. that's the worst i've seen as far as glitchiness goes like Basically, an in, an in-game engine cutscene they made could not run properly with the way they had the action <laughs> set up, like the, the way they had the camera panning and everything. And it I was, was like, it was it was almost nauseating. I was just like, I got it. I want to know what's happening, but it's like, <laughs> what the? I fuck? was just looking yeah. at, you know, looking at a game just like unraveling, kind of. The only thing that I heard was was that it had some technical issues, and but it's disheartening to hear that it sounds like it was. Um, it just as far as the gameplay and the design and all that, it still has some problems. That sounds worse than what I've heard. I, I'm not really looking forward to whatever this, because like as far as I can tell, sports story makes you think it's going to be a lot of things, but I think it's just volleyball and golf, and that might be it. Well, there. I mean, I guess uh, from I watched I watched a couple. I watched like Nintendo Life's review of it and Switch Up's review. And I guess there is like tennis and like BMX and stuff oh, that's like right. that, tennis, and like soccer. Tennis. But like the, but apparently the parts that are in there are very few. So it's not really yeah. to the depth of golf story. And and from what you were saying, that's kind of what I gathered from both of those videos was that there's way too many like fetch quests versus like actual sports activities. Is what they were saying. It's like there's too much. You have to do too much stuff and you're not actually really playing sports as much as you are going and fetching stuff for people and doing all this weird shit. And I think that's what was fun about the first game. Each level you would go to was also the golf course. So you would be like playing through the spots that you were like talking to people on possibly or, you know, playing right around it. But the continuity of that all was great because you, you, you're at a golf, golf club. Yeah, it, it's a self-contained place in real life. So having that be that way in the game was really cool and really connected you with the actual course more, you know, whereas this is like, yeah, I'm running, I'm running errands, but so far I haven't actually played a game of golf and I've, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've probably put over an hour into it of actual progress and I haven't played any actual golf. I played a game of volleyball. And it wasn't very fun. Yeah, that's at the beginning. And I guess they don't really return to that for a very long time. That's what I heard. You get a little volleyball. I mean, it wasn't they fun. don't tell you how to play. It's kind of real confusing. And then you don't see that again it's until not, like I mean, maybe towards the end to of the game. Yeah, It's not that hard to play. It was just boring. It's like either you you either set it up or you, you could set it, return it, or spike it. You, it's those three things. And you just run and either you set it up for your partner or you just hit it back or if they set you up you spike it and that's all you need to know and it's boring it's really boring yeah i mean i mean volleyball was pretty boring on the switch sports game too so i don't know <laughs> maybe it's just volleyball is a boring game in, in video game world i don't know and that one you Super didn't even run ball, that was good again like you, you didn't even run in that one in the in the switch what you just you just either set it up or spiked it 
So it's just like mm. a weird, you know, you're just you're just doing some weird synchronized. This dancing. one you run, but the court is. I mean, it's probably proportionate to the little chibi characters, but it's just so tiny. Like, I don't know. It's just not fun. I I I don't recommend this game. I'm sad to say it. It's too I bad. Wish, I wish it was great because the first one was like one of the best indie games. Definitely made a huge splash on that first year of Switch. I'd say other indie games have like definitely made it an impression on me, but this was the first time where it was you know my baby the Nintendo Switch. You know, well, at this time just my my baby Nintendo. Like Nintendo's always my console when this indie came to the Switch, I was like this is a new this is a new age we live in now. Games like this are going to come out, they're going to be better than these like really expensive like AAA releases and these games are going to be better too. And I was wrong about this one. Yeah, that's too bad because uh, well, Golf Story was on both of our best of lists for that year, so mm-hmm. it made an impression on both of us. You got farther into into it than I did, and that was a hell of a year for gaming. Yeah, and I thought the game—I mean, I loved the game. It just got kind of too hard for me. I think I just the golf—I felt like the golfing got almost too complicated in the first. One. I never actually, and beat I kind of got, got stuck. I, I was on the final course, I know, but I never actually beat it. Yeah, but I mean, but you got way farther than I did. Is what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. got a few golf, golf courses farther than I did. And also, I recorded all of the music and put it on on YouTube. So, by the time I had recorded all of the music, I was completely tired of the game, and I never wanted to hear the music ever again. So it was kind of hard for me to play the game after spending so much time cutting music together and all that. But that's probably why we got our three hundred subscribers. So hey. But I mean, I have been playing a lot of games this week. Sports story, you know, not a lot. I mostly wanted it. Once I realized I didn't like it, I I just wanted to at least get an idea of what it was so I could talk about it here. I I might go back to it, but don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath for a week anyway. That's a bad idea. <laughs> if you listened to our last episode, you would know what my game of the year was. Therefore, I'm not even going to talk about it. But I'm gonna I didn't play. I actually didn't play it at all this week. Um, You're like I gave you game of the year. You don't need anything else from me. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it, it kind of was. There's just like. You breathe a sigh of relief after the game of the year episode, I think, where you're just like, all right, now I can just play whatever I want, like, again. And that's kind of like, what did I not achieve, which we'll get more into uh, later on in the episode, but like, what did I not do this year that I wish I had? And now I can just kind of more get to in a more relaxed way now that I don't have an impending deadline because I failed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I did, uh, the amount that I love inscription, I was like, I got to go back to Slay the Spire because it reminded me a lot of it. And they they have a lot in common other than the really crazy story that Inscription has. And I guess the extra gameplay elements, but the core gameplay of like the cards is very similar in the, I guess the cards themselves aren't similar, but the, the, the way the map works and the, the, the branching paths and all that very similar. So I played a uh, several rounds of this this week now I can get to the second boss. I can't get past the second boss, but I've gotten I almost beat the second boss the other day. But it's a lot of fun. Like I think I'm gonna play more Slay the Spire because I already own it, so I don't have to buy it. And uh people like it. It every time you get through I think it's every time I don't know how exactly, maybe it's because I made it to the second boss. I don't know, but at a certain point it'll be like, okay, these new cards you ran into, this gameplay, uh they are now going to be available randomly. So each time you go through it, there's more cards available that you've unlocked. 
that's where it's like because it's like a a roguelite a roguelike but with some non-roguelike elements to it where you're just getting more cards as far as i can tell but also you can like get these relics that cause you to have more cards which means you can cast more it just gets more complicated just like any of these games like I'm a sucker for these games, I'm realizing. The ones that just get incrementally more and more. You just become more and more powerful gradually. And you can just kind of bumble your way through for a while. But once you finally know what you're doing, by that point, you've built up a decent amount of powerful cards and stuff that you can really start to have fun. That's where I'm at with Slay the Spire. I'm where I can like actually pretty reliably get pretty far into the second set of levels and do some really good combos and stuff with laying down like as many cards as I can without running out of uh, the play points. You have three play points. So that's three cards you could play, but some cards are two points. Some cards are three other cards cause your points to come back. And so just based on the order you play your cards, you can play your entire hand or you can maybe even draw extra cards and play those too. play like 13 or 14 cards in one round. If you do it right, literally if you play your cards, right? So, Literally. Slay Aspire. This game has been out for a while. Um, it goes on sale all the time. It's fun. I, I recommend it. I have it also, but I, I didn't barely played it. But I do have it. I, I get killed a lot. Yeah, that's you're supposed to. Um, I played a lot of Axiom Verge, and I don't think I talked about it on the show much, but I've I've been going back to that every few days and just running around. Um, currently, I'm on a boss. That's pretty hard. Um, I guess you never played all the way through the first one, did you, Trey? I did not. No, I only beat the second one, but not the first okay. one. The boss I'm on is basically a gigantic robot thing that has like a bunch of giant cannon guns, and you have to destroy every cannon gun. And I got to where it was down to the very last one, and then he killed me. So did you, I got mad and stopped because it took a really long time. Did you get to the part where you turn into that like alien face hugger thing? And you can walk no. around. That's as far as I got. I got okay. I well, I, then you're, you got further than I am. I think I got to about to like where that started because it, it's basically their own like equivalent of turning into the ball from Sam from Metroid. But you I think turn that's into an alien because thing. there's a bunch of like little narrow passages I can't get to in the area I'm at. And that was on Wii U. I, I bought it for Switch and didn't play it at all. But on Wii U, I got that far. So that lets you know how long ago it's been since I played that game. It's a great game. But Beautiful. it is good, yeah. It's got a good soundtrack, and, too. Yeah, I, I love it. I actually played some Super Blood Hockey, which I forgot I even owned. But I was just going through all my games, seeing, like, you know, what can I play now that I have, you know, more time? Also, I got really sick mm-hmm. this past week. And so I've been home a lot more. Um, and a good chunk of that time, I did not feel like looking at a television because I think I was getting a headache, too. But um, when I was awake and able to i played a lot of video games and super blood hockey for whatever reason i just i felt really low energy run down i'm like whatever i want to i want to play blades of steel and also see what this game's all about and it's pretty fun it's an rpg you recruit a team you basically build your own team and you have to take care of your players uh john talked about it a lot when he was playing it but um I think it's great. It's pretty, it's pretty, got a pretty slick interface. I think everything's really nice and I, I think it could be a lot more convoluted than it is. I think they simplified everything in such a way that you could feel, you know, there's a lot of depth to it, but at the same time, I never, I haven't felt overwhelmed so far 
by right. anything, by any of the mechanics or any, even any of the management stuff is, it all seems pretty straightforward to me. Yeah. You can, I mean, you, you can take it just as the, you know, NES ice hockey, if you want to, if you want to just jump it in, focus on the action, you can, you can do that. You'll not necessarily be as successful as a team, but you'll still have fun. But if you want to dive in and go a little deeper, you can uh, really dig into the management aspect and make sure that, you know, each of your guys uh, is well fed if they need to be fed better, or if they have an injury of some kind, you know, you know keep them off the ice. Yeah. Uh, that, that is pretty fun to get into. I think I've probably put a good 10 or 15 hours into, into this game. I like that. Told, uh, like the depth of it. They, they build up brain damage over time, which mm-hmm. I think you can like heal up and stuff, but uh, I like that as their brain damage goes up, so does their fighting ability. That's pretty funny. Yep. Like they're more yep. ruthless fighters. Like like you can get concussions kind of. Right. You get concussions. Like yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, you get injuries and um I'm not sure if there's a specification for concussions necessarily, but but I there I see some fatalities. Yeah. Nobody nobody in my team's died yet. We've killed a couple people. Um and oh, yeah. one of them died one of them had a fatality of a sprained belly button. Yeah, the, the injuries are, are a lot of the fun. Of the the injuries are like the blood name. spraying everywhere. Oh yeah, just squirting yeah. like the 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 wrestling game the that I you know the what is it wrestling wrestling empire uh, yeah. it doesn't have blood in it but he, but you can die in that game too and if you die like obviously your career's over so like you can so like you can play really really badly and then all of a sudden it'll show a, a paper and be like oh yeah your wrestler died of a heart attack at home or killed himself on the bathtub or whatever. Stuff can happen, and your character Neat. will die, and then you and then you just have to start all over. And the first time I played, I was first time I played, I was so bad at it that my character did die. So that just reminded me of that. The super blood hockey did. Yeah, so I don't know if the coach can die because you you play the coach, and in a weird weird way, it's almost like Stardew Valley because you've got your own little bed that you sleep in. Mm-hmm. It's the same, basically. I, I from what I gather, it's almost like you're you're all prisoners, including you. Right, and you're you're running a prison hockey team, but you're also a prisoner. So like you're just in prison with your players that you're training, and then you yep. you're allowed out when you play games. But otherwise, it's this little <laughs> confined space that you're There's, in all the time. Spoiler, but there is a way that the coach can die if the oh, team okay. runs out. If the team runs out of money, he, he puts himself in his bedroom, takes out his gun, and shoots himself. Oh, okay. Well, I'm almost out of money, so that might be happening. That's so. the game over screen, right? I, I remember yeah. you mentioning that on the show before. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty it's, grim. It's it's very it's a very uplifting <laughs> game. It's for uh you know people who love hockey and sadness. I like that it can exist. You know, I like it for its existence, but I also like it for it actually being a pretty fun game. The team I had the most trouble with was the Canadian team. They never scored. We never scored. We did. We went into like triple overtime, and then they scored. I was so pissed. So like, <laughs> I, I'm holding my own against these against these Canadians. This has to mean something. <laughs> In, in the game of hockey, we made yeah. a pact. We were supposed to not score either of us. We were trying to take it to the limit. You, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you can actually tie hockey games though. If you don't score for a certain amount of time, it, it can't end. Well, no it scores. was a. I think it was an eliminate or whatever sudden death. But you can Soon still score you can the game, still it was game over. You can still not score, and it, it's possible to not win a hockey game. I've oh, okay. It. It's possible for you to go through the whole thing without scoring, and still, and even through multiple whatever extra innings or whatever they call that on hockey you can still get to the point where it's tied. Like, it's not like, you know, score or nothing. Like, eventually they will call it and say, you tied. So it is, it is a possibility. They just they just weren't they weren't in on the game. Should have hung in there longer. 
those Canadians. Should have hung on a little longer. But uh, it's fun. And cheap too. Yeah. It's like five bucks. I mean, as you can see, like, what I'm talking about this week, yeah, it's it's those it's those indies that have really been getting to my heart these past few years. And uh yeah, we'll get into that some more. But indies aside, I have gone back to my Elden Shame because <laughs> I wanted to just go back to where it all started with these Soulsborne games. Because I've been feeling kind of burnt out on them. I've been I played three of them this year of the actual mainline series, not counting Sekiro. I played Sekiro a little bit, but I wouldn't actually count the amount I played as actually playing Sekiro. Needless to say, this year I've played a lot of uh, Soulsborne games, and I'm like, well, it all started with Elden Ring. I'm going to go back to Elden Ring. That's the first one I played, and I'm loving it. I'm back. I'm, I'm back in. Um, I've just, I'm just, I've decided I'm just going to finish playing it on the PS4. Version I was say, wait, which which version are you playing it on? On your PC or because PS? the PS4 version is the one where I've like been more mindful of things as I understood it better the second time around. So at this point, I'm actually in some ways further along in the PlayStation version as far as like the amount of things I've accomplished and the gear I have and uh, the story beats that I've actually not screwed up because I didn't kill everybody like I did on the PC version. So I've got actually some extra stories I can do and stuff on this version. And I, this week I went ham on just like, all right, well, you know, I've been, I've been feeling like just the tedium of going back to a souls game right now. I don't want to do it, but you know, I just got to go back to the world of Elden Ring and remember how beautiful it is. And that's exactly what I've been doing. It's like enjoying like the vistas, enjoying like, even though it was the first souls game I played, it's the most recent. Therefore, it's the most user friendly and and just like actually in a weird roundabout way. Now I'm appreciating that game more because I played the other ones and realized that I really like the way this one is. And I feel like I've been playing better than and probably just because I played so much Dark Souls, like I had to get better at that combat and stuff. So I went and I I just started knocking out all these uh, these field bosses that I hadn't beat, and I just. I beat so many bosses in the past couple of days, um, field bosses, and took on a whole new dungeon that I've never been to before in the other version. Because you you can skip, you know, you don't have you only have to get you only have to beat two bosses technically to get to the final part of the game. But I was just trying to kill everybody. But I never went to this one spot, which is called Magma Manor, and it looks totally like. You get into it, and it looks totally like a Zelda fire dungeon. It's so cool. There's just like platforms up, like, you know, nothing like floating in midair or anything, but like the way there's like lava down at the bottom, and then there's all these platforms you have to jump around on, and there's things you have to dodge. And it just, I just remember I walked this door and I saw this thing just a couple of days ago. I just saw like the, the vista of, you know, the first time you see it. And I'm like, this totally looks like a Zelda temple. It's, and yeah, it's been one of the most fun temples I've played in the game. So I've gotten pretty far into that. And uh, I also took on a quest where I'm going out, I'm hunting other tarnished, which is, which is bad, which is against the will of like the main entity that's guiding me through the game. Um, I'm killing everybody else and, and that's very bad. I'm not supposed to be doing that, but I've got some really good armor out of it. So like I think a- that's been helping me make some progress as well. Like other people, like real life people, or just within? No, the, just within. Like the you're game. not invading other games, and because the tarnished are, are supposed to serve the two fingers, the golden order. That's just like the, the one of the deities in the game 
that you just kind of automatically are following from the beginning. But at a certain point in time, you can like sneak off and start doing missions for basically the the enemy of that deity, which is another deity. And so I'm kind of serving two gods at once and kind of pitting them against each other. And that's bad, but it's fun. Um, so that's what I'm doing in this this uh, this particular Elden Ring. And I think this is the one that I want to beat it on because I I just really like this character a lot more and how I've leveled them up and the, and the equipment and weapons I have. I just, it's so much more fun. So, and plus I can play it on my big TV. Whenever I try playing it through my PC on my television, it gets really choppy and I don't like that. Mm. So I will just play it for the optimized PS4 version, which looks really nice on my television. I was going to say, don't feel bad about not beating a, a whatever, a Souls game, because there's plenty of games that I said I was going to beat that I definitely did not beat. So uh, I mean, we can talk about our goals from last year, but I don't think I completed any of them. Maybe, 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 maybe one, but you know. And I definitely said multiple times that I was going to beat Xenoblade Chronicles by a certain date, and that game's not beaten. And you know what? You just what you should do is just say like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to beat Elden Ring by 2024," and I'm sure that you can do that because you got a whole year ahead of you from now. Maybe. Or just don't set a goal and just see. If All you beat I know it or not. is that I actually <laughs> am. I'm back to enjoying playing it, and I'm realizing how much there is to do. And I don't need to fixate on the part that that bottleneck that was stressing me out before, because there's so much more I can do. And as I'm doing that, I'm just going to get stronger. And then hopefully by the time I get back to that bottleneck, it won't be as hard for me. We'll see, though. I hope so. I hope you can fuck up that fire giant. I'm waiting for that fire giant I do too. to get killed. Oh, yeah. There's going to be exultation and screaming when that happens in my household. <laughs> fuck you, iron giant. Wait. No, iron giant's cool. Fuck you, fire giant. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Finally. I'm sure that's not all I've played because it's been several weeks. Like Vampire Survivor came out on phones. I play that relatively often at work when I'm bored. Like that is on phones. I don't know. Just I just like games. That's true. Me too. And pretty much all the stuff I played in between episodes was stuff for the top ten. So I also did realize when I was, you know, booted up my old PS4. I haven't played months. Oh shit, I forgot I bought Hitman 3. I totally forgot I had Hitman 3. Oh. So that's another thing I've got to look forward to. Like Hitman 1 too, right? I probably actually don't really actually, buy both any do. games for a so while. Here, here's the thing. There's some news on that. Um, if you've bought Hitman 3, they've just announced that it they're going to basically erase the Hitman 3 name and create... Uh, it's going to be called Hitman World of Assassination. And you will get uh, one and two as well if you bought number three already. Then going forward, you'll buy Hitman World of Assassination, and then you can buy the bits and pieces under that umbrella. But if you bought Hitman 3, breaking news today, you get uh, one and two as well. Does that... World of, and I get World of Assass, or do I have to buy Assass? Hitman 3 becomes Assass. Okay. <laughs> Does that upset you, John, that you bought all of the Hitman, Hitman and now they're available to everyone? <laughs> It did initially, but yeah, I spent three hundred dollars on all those things. But I got plenty of time out of it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. You know, I you know, you buy something at full price when it comes out, and then later it goes on sale. Like I don't feel right. bad. I don't feel bad about it unless it was like a really shitty game that that I shouldn't have spent. But I mean, I, I well, I'm you more, for I'm you more... the content was like all that was worth it along the way too. Like 
you yep. probably wouldn't have wanted to wait until now to play all that. Yeah, you didn't want to right. wait like two years. I wouldn't want to wait two years. No, that wouldn't to play it. it. You know exactly. So it was worth. I would have decided them up, to pay three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you just think. Yeah, think about it that way. You'd have to wait for however long, and you would have missed out all the times that you had and all the friends you met on on the way there. All the friends were right. killed along the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so just make sure that uh, whatever the requirements are to get Hitman one and two, make sure that you you get those. Because I don't, know, there might be a time limit on it or, or something. You well, previously bought Hitman three. Well, we have one because you got it for us. Yep, we both do. So that's right. So we have that. It's just the other ones. That's pretty much it for me, as far as I can remember. <laughs> okay, well for me, you had a big list from le- from last week. Yeah, if you remember, that's true. So I got all that stuff here to show off. I got the pipe uh, koozie that Jeremy has had, but I think he also has these, which I got these drinking glasses. Oh, oh, Trey has those, right? I don't know. You have a pint glass. I have Nintendo main ones that John sent, and you do too. Yeah. Like ones that are about that size, right? Like uh, rocks glasses. Yeah. No, these are oh, like eight ounce glasses. Oh, those are pint. Oh, those are pint glasses. Pint glasses, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look like rock. Are... I could only see the top, so I thought they were rocks glasses. Yeah, they're Those really are nice. Full like... Sixteen ounce glasses. I have uh, a. Yeah, I guess they're sixteen ounce. Yeah, I have a Mario glass yeah. that is like the is the Water World all the way through. But I got that at the Nintendo uh, World store in New York. Maybe that's so what I, so I bought that physically, in person. So I got that from my grandma, and then I got this from my sister. This is a mushroom lamp. Jeremy has some Fago Rock and Rye. Hell yeah. Oh, that's a mushroom lamp. That's cool. It's a mushroom lamp and it makes the noise. I don't have the batteries. Mm. So, but yeah, you hit it and it makes the noise. I have to, I have to imagine it. What does it go like? <laughs> it makes a Waluigi noise. No, they make noises like that too. The the the, the toad people do. If you play Mar- if you play Mario Party, they they make all sorts of screams and squeals when you steal their stuff. I got a new controller. Oh, you got, got that one. You got yep, the new got new one with the charging stand and all that. Oh, you the got that as a gift? Is it? Yep. Is it? I mean, is it cool? Like I, I mean, it, it looks cool. It looks cool. I mean, for me, I like. I prefer the other the other design just because of this. I like the Super Nintendo controller better than the Xbox controller. Yeah, I'm coming to find that too. I mean, as cool as this controller is, I think it's, it's a nice quality controller. If you prefer the Xbox controller, but for me, I do prefer the PlayStation one. So I find myself still gravitating toward the other one. Yes, the. It kind of breaks my heart because the orig- cause this one, you know, it's all based around the Super Nintendo controllers right in the middle yeah. here, as you can see. Yeah. And they just added some extra buttons and analog sticks. So I, this is what I wanted. So if it's, if so, I have two of these that are still working. And if they break, I'll get another one. But but the, but you got the new one. You know, it does cool stuff, right? Or it does whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same. It's just a different design. And, and you know, I like the, the home button is in the center away from, from uh, the action buttons. Um, as for like the differences, I've really, I haven't really dug into it that much just because I don't know. I, I tried playing Sifu with it. I could just the arrangement, I could barely even hold on to the controller. Mm. So I, this might just be one that I reserve for like when people are over so that they have a nice controller to play. But I, I prefer a pro. So I, I will reinvest some energy into getting that stick fixed because I have that busted stick still. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Um, that's right here. Uh, I also got an Apple TV. I got an Apple TV 4K. So that was pretty nice, really nice gift for my parents. Like um, like the box the or box. whatever? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar. So it's it's kind of like a Chromecast, right? But it's like a Apple thing. Like that's you plug right. it it's into like a, your. It's kind of like a mini computer, almost, right? Kind it's of. It's a sort. mini com. It's that's essentially what it, it's a mini yeah. computer. That's you know beside your TV or whatever. I, I thought about getting one a long time ago before I got a new laptop or whatever that I bought a laptop because I was trying to find options, but it just didn't do what I needed to do. But it's like, yeah, yeah. basically, if you p- want to play apps or whatever through your TV, you can do it like that, right? You can do that. Yeah, of course, the main function is, you know, you can watch TV and Netflix and all that stuff. Um, the, the the one that I got was the 4K. I, didn't, I, I got it not because it was 4K. I don't have a 4K TV, but because it has an Ethernet plug. Oh, okay. So that's the one that I wanted. So, you know, Wi-Fi issues when you're watching a movie. You so it'll be better. Those. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed. I've enjoyed it. I've noticed for some reason playing stuff off my TV, like through the Samsung app, works better than Chromecasting sometimes. I don't know if oh, yeah. you have if you do that too, Jeremy. I do. I don't. Well, I don't have the 4K Chromecast, so I just don't really use the Chromecast anymore. I don't have a 4K one either, but and I never really noticed. I guess because I can't tell the difference between 4K and non 4K. Like I might eventually hook the Chromecast up to something else, but we don't really need to anymore. We just we really only use that TV and. And then the one the one up here that I'm on is hooked to my computer, so I don't need to. Even though it is a smart TV, I don't ever need to use that. And, and you can you can AirPlay to it too, right? To your Apple TV right. off your phone or your iPad or yeah, whatever. or your computer. Yeah, you can use it as a big computer monitor. That's if you that's want to. good. Yeah, because then you can because you know because I'm sure like Apple TV, there's like certain things you can't cast to it but if you can airplay then you can airplay whatever you know like there's there's always like everything like whether it's like fire or chromecast or whatever there's always like one fucking app that just isn't going to work for whatever reason and even like i just got the new update for my my phone finally and it won't even airplay anymore now you have to like mirror your phone to the fucking tv to get it to work it's so stupid because they because now it doesn't do the airplay anymore now you have to do the other thing because it's the newest whatever I should have right. never, never got the update. It's so stupid. It's just made my phone work worse. But whatever. But that's a whole other thing. Well, it's just nice to have the whole, like, what, 12-year history of stuff that I bought on iTunes available to play on the TV. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, of course, and like you said, you can – before, you couldn't really stream anything because you didn't have a Chromecast or anything. Like, it wasn't as easy to put, right. like, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever you would, like, on the TV. This is much easier to do it. That's right. Yep. Um, it also comes with another free months of three free months of uh, Apple Apple what's it called arcade. So oh, there you go. Activate that whenever I want to. So you can play um, uh, Pocket Card Jockey whenever it gets I there, <laughs> as you should, because that game is great. Maybe I'll save it for when that you comes out. You can play out. the uh, Fantasia or whatever that game was. I started playing the RPG, the Square RPG. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah or you can play uh, cla- or you can play Clap Hands Golf. Was was number nine on my uh, best. <laughs> that game is awesome. It's still awesome. I played the sh- I played the shit out of it while I was editing that four hour podcast. That's for sure. I thought I was going to beat it. I got pretty close to the end because I played it for fucking eight hours. But it's still fun. So whatever. I bought Eat the uh, Need for Speed for eight dollars. That game's great it was on too. Sale. Yeah, I, I like it's that. Really I like that game a lot. Yeah, I never played um because what was the other one that you got the. I didn't play the burnout one. I got the Need for Speed one instead, but I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Like I thought it looked really I like nice. Need for I thought Speed better. I thought the races the races were really good. Yeah, I like that game a lot. Like I thought it was really good. So I was hoping you were having it's fun with it. I think it's like, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it's made by the same people. Uh, Criterion. 
but uh, the other one is more of an open world, and this one is just a very straight linear racing game. And I, I honestly prefer this. I think the open world thing is interesting, interesting experiment. But like, yeah, that's sometimes sometimes it's kind of too much. Like, I want to drive to the next race. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to start the next race. Um, so this was this is really cool. It's just like you know, list of challenges, and plus having the the, the hot pursuit aspect of it uh, is really fun. Doing cops and robbers, basically. Uh, I've been playing that online for the last uh, play for about an hour or so, and it's it's a really fun mode. I can see myself diving into that regularly. I think it and shouldn't it have some sort of like asynchronous multiplayer too, right? Where you could race against my times, like if you yes, check, if you check your friends list or whatever, going and yeah, destroying like, all your records. I was gonna say I haven't played the game in years, but uh, in a couple, I don't remember when I got it last, but I really liked it when I had it. I thought it was really cool. I might have to dive back in there and see if I can beat your times or whatever. And next time you fire it up, you're going to be greeted with a wall of <laughs> Nintendo has beat your types. Yep. Been, been like specifically just tearing down my image on uh, Need for Speed. So you know that matters so much to me. Oh, yeah. The next stuff I got, jump on the phone here. I got to take you on a field trip. Oh, we get a, oh, we get a tour again. Yep. For the patrons. We'll describe it in audio for everyone else. Give me just a second. I have another friend on the Switch that spells your name the same as spells their name the same as John's name, and it's really creepy because uh they had like the same picture on their profile, and I was like, John's playing Dark Souls, really? But no, it's it's a different. It was a different John. Finally, started playing a Souls game. <laughs> I was like, maybe right. yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like, hey, Jeremy keeps talking about it. Why not? Yeah, me right. I never mentioned this, but I did get this uh, controller charger thing for my sister <laughs> for Christmas. It's a it's a stormtrooper that. It basically just holds your controller. That's all it does. But it came with oh. a, it came with a USB C charger, and it's, it's nice. just, it just holds your controller well. You just plug it, it in. Charges. It's kind of silly, but it but it holds the eight bit dough nicely. So whatever, good enough. All right, all right. There Let's you flip it around. It's weird seeing two of you on here. Is is that your couch? Is that a new couch? That's my couch. There yeah, you new got couch. my couch. There it is. You got a that's yeah. a that's a that's a Tetris L couch there. Looks yeah, like, looks like the L Tetrahedron IKEA couch. And you got a table there. Yeah. Got a big table with a bunch yeah. of remotes on it. Yep. Yeah. And there's the Apple TV in action, showing Nintendo main podcast. Whoa, we're on TV. We're on TV. So yeah, that was. You look at me, Ma. I'm on TV. <laughs> and this this uh, table is really nice because it's got storage inside, so I can put controllers and stuff in there. Yeah, those are the best tables. Table. Yeah, I got uh, yeah. our table is it's basically a TV stand, but it has really huge um, drawers. Uh, we pulled it out of the alley, but that's why I wanted it because they had these huge drawers, and you could put like I have like twenty controllers in there. It's great. Like I put all all my controllers fit in there, so I can just like I got like multiple like PS3, PS4, my sixty four controller, the wireless one is in there, plus like all the you know Wii U, Wii whatever. It's a great thing. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. I don't want to throw all those controllers in there. And I was trying to look for a way to run a cord in there so I could like charge them inside there too. But mm. I don't know if I want to drill a hole in there. My but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it so far. I don't know if your couch, our, our couch, probably one of the few good things about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it still works fine, but it has a USB charge. It has like two USB chargers on each side, or two USB plugs on your on couch. Charge. Yeah, in the couch. So That's we, cool. so so I charge my controller off of that. I have a I have a USB USB C. Uh, uh, cord that just stays on the couch at all times. Wow, couches that charge your controllers. What do they think of next? There's ones that have coolers in them too, <laughs> which was like a Seinfeld joke, but that actually exists now. 
so is that uh in an ikea couch it is yes the ikea free hetten f-r-i-h-e-t-e-n so does the one the part facing the shelf open up mm, it does yeah it's got a storage in there and then does it have the yeah. bed underneath it rolls out yeah you pull it out square did you have yeah. that that's yeah. a similar that's a similar model to the couch we have except ours is yeah, you had a roll out you had a roll out cool. bed thing i remember i tried to sleep on it yeah i wanted to get this one because it's the only sofa bed that i've ever seen that i can actually fit on so i thought there that was go. like i gotta get that sure but so i got that and then i got socks socks <laughs> and i got an upgrade for my pac-man machine oh, there you go you I got, got the stool Got a Pac-Man stool. stool, matching stool for your pac man That's right. Got a Pac-Man stool, so uh, yeah, it's nice. It has the Pac-Man logo on there. It's a good quality stool. Uh, and then when I was on the, because uh, I went on, I went on the Arcade One Up website to get the stool. Uh, um, what turned into what was, what was supposed to be an eighty dollars purchase turned into something a little bit more expensive. But I got. Uh oh. Whoa! This bad boy. Oh wait, you got a you got a whole nother arcade. Is that the Simpsons one? It is the Simpsons one. Damn! Did they did they bring that up to you? Did you have to or what floor are you on? Did you did you have to take it up the stairs or did somebody actually like bring it to you? No. Um. Yeah, actually, they, they did bring it up to me. Okay. Yep. I was gonna say those things are fucking heavy. Don't throw your back out, man. Don't don't give yourself a hernia like I did, carrying carrying big things that you shouldn't be carrying. Yeah, it actually wasn't that bad. It was like. I think it's like a hundred pounds or something like that. So heavy, but not terrible. Is that a trackball yeah, in the middle? It's a trackball yeah, in the middle a, because there's a crappy bowling game on there too. <laughs> oh, actually, okay. so here's the thing though: the bowling game is actually pretty good. It's pretty fun. Mm. I think, I think, yeah. I thought I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that, the bowling game is going to suck. Or whatever. I think I was thinking of the PlayStation wrestling game. The wrestling game is not good. I mean, all I know is that most Simpsons games suck. Like there's maybe two that are good out of like hundreds, so hmm. that's based. I think there's only two good Simpsons games: Simpsons Hit and Run and Simpsons Arcade. That you got right there. That's it. Those are just two good ones. Everything else is trash. So that's how I feel. You had the bowling one there. The bowling one's actually a good bowling game. <laughs> yeah, that, it was. I was like, I don't remember the bowling game from before. So I had to look it up. Where did it come from? What was it? It was actually an arcade game, another Konami arcade game with the trackball and everything. So yeah, it was made to be an arcade game and. And, uh, yep, they brought it back here. So, so it's, the, it's fun. Did you get the Simpsons Arcade on sale? Was it like at a discount what it was originally, or did you? It was, yeah. It was down to 300 bucks from 700 bucks. Okay. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, machine. yeah, I, I kind of like, it's like, oh man, I didn't, I wasn't planning on spending that because it's like, I just wanted to get the stool and everything. But it just told me, like, oh, they must be clearing it out. It's been out for a long time. They cut it down by, you know, $400. That means they're clearing it out and it's never yeah. going to be available again. It probably was your so, chance to get it. So, yeah, you know, if anybody wants one of these, I'd say check the website and and uh, it's still on there. Make sure to swipe it up. But I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's got the cool molded coin doors on the bottom, which the other one doesn't have. So it looks like a, you know, like an actual so that's arcade like, machine. That's supposed to be like a deluxe one-up right versus the other one is more of like a standard one-up machine that you have the pac-man one um i don't know if, don't know if they call it deluxe or whatever but you know it's I mean, it was four a lot controllers. more expensive yeah look well, yeah controllers and the, is the screen size the same and is it like the same height it's about the same comparably so okay. like the screen, the screen is a different orientation 
You know, it's a okay. like a television orient regular television orientation, whereas the Pac-Man one is a vertical screen. But yeah, it's got the cool side art and everything. If you can kind of see that. Those are dope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, look it looks big. Like well, I mean it I think it would be a little tight if you had four people playing it there, but it looks like it's possible. Like you can make it work. I mean, it's not all, I mean, not all, all of those. Are my mom and my nephew. Oh, wait, it is. I mean, all of those are kind of tight. Like even the regular size arcade yes. are still pretty tight. Like trying to play with all the people on there. Right. That's what they decided to. Like, for there's some of them that that uh, like newer round of them. They're going to like an XL size, so they're more like replicating actual arcade machines. So I look forward to getting one of those. I saw. Uh, yep. I saw some random, uh, I don't know what this was. I, I saw like some like random tweet or something where somebody made some YouTube video that was like, like what people actually buy these arcade games and they showed these arcade games. And I was like, well, John does. I know a person who does. Yeah. I don't know what this, do. I don't know what this video is. I didn't watch it of course, but I was just like, it's tons of people buy them. I've seen John has them and they have them at some places around Chicago that I've seen like all sorts of people. A lot of people really funny. A lot of people would rather buy something like this than a, a console because they know the games they like and they just want to buy that. They want to buy the arcade. Right. I'd rather buy something like this than trying to get an actual arcade machine, you know, because that would be much more Excellent. expensive and probably harder to maintain and all that, you know. I mean, especially with those yeah. stools, those are really cool furniture. Like it, whenever we would right, get, exactly. yeah. Like whenever we would get our own, you know, get our own house and all that, and I had the you know space to put something like that in there, I would probably look into getting some of these you know at some point maybe you know because they're, they're, they're well seem, worth it yeah because they seem they're more and i like how they kind of how like a lot of them have like multiple games on them that that's sort right. of thing yeah like jeremy said you know they're kind of like furniture and stuff and i need some stuff to fill up my my apartment and i was like oh i'll get one of these and then when i was on the uh website you know looking at this one and i noticed there was another one oh no no Oh my God! Are you kidding what me? What the fuck? What the fuck? How much money would you spend a thousand dollars on these? <laughs> I did, yeah. Wow, just yeah, uh, yeah. just raining over here. John's just raining the money yeah. down. He's like, you know what? I'm going to buy three arcades. Well, you already have. I mean, one. you've got. You're going to buy you, two. You, you officially live in an arcade now because you have so, a few arcades and a name and and a matching NBA Jam seat at the, at the bottom. There. That's right. See, I got the NBA Jam Shack Edition, which is one of the bigger ones. This is the first of the new line. That uh, they were trying to make it more like actual arcade machines. Oh yeah, I remember this you, one. I remember is, you talking about that. Yeah, I knew I wanted one from the moment that that came out. I was like, I got it. I'm gonna get that someday. But this one was also on sale. It was only a hundred bucks off, but still, it was like, ah, all right, I need I, I need stuff to fill up my apartment. Um, you know, I, I'm just gonna do it. So I did it. And it's well worth it because it's got uh, three games on there. It's got NBA Jam, it's got Hang Time, and NBA Jam Tournament Edition. And uh, it goes online. So you can play online against anyone all the time. Are there people on there? Like, can you, are yes. there people actually available to play? Like, people are actually playing it? Oh, yeah. I'll show you. Like, I go on right now. Oops, I have to reset it. I thought, I was skeptical about that too. I was like, you know, how many people really have these things? And, but, if I go on any time, it can show you who's playing. Yep, there, there they are right now. There's the available games. Experienced players. I can jump in any one of those. Yep. Wow. So this one does have a bigger screen. It does have. It's a 19-inch screen. Okay. And it's got this big light-up marquee. So I mean, it's damn near a, like full arcade size. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. It's like uh, 
as far as the height, I think it's just about there. But the cool thing is it's not as wide. And not as deep. Like if you look at the depth of it, yeah. Yeah, so it, it fits comfortably in the apartment. I'll show you the giant shot here. tube in there. Yep, there's all three of them. Uh, John's Arcade. Now you just got to yep. now you got to get one into your uh, podcast room so it can just constantly play <laughs> the play the demo behind you while you're talking. Can it play? So like, it can be like a as real as the attract podcast. mode goes. Can you have it to where it has sound so you hear like the cacophony of the? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Here, I'll, I'll turn them all on. I just have them turned down. Well, thanks for because <laughs> otherwise it'd be real annoying yeah. for the background. You can't hear it. But sometimes you that's like a nice sound. I like that sound of all the arcades playing at once. Yeah, but I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it on during during our podcast. Right. Jeremy's trying to I talk about sports off. story, and it's like <laughs> he's eating. <laughs> he's up. on fire, yeah, and it's like all this like noise that's in the background. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I got. And then, damn, one last thing. I soundproofed the podcast room. Whoa! Oh, got got the soundproof panels all up here. You got you got some uh, some uh, mattress pads. It's pretty, well, it's, did, it's like, pretty much the real. same thing. <laughs> the egg crates, but it's yeah, but it's like uh, reversed. So is that over like vents? Those particular panels? Well, don't put them over vents. Right. That could be a fire hazard. No, oh. I mean I wouldn't cover Man. I wouldn't cover vents with anything, especially if you have heat. <laughs> so they'll catch on fire. All right, give me just a minute to turn this stuff off. But you, but you didn't, but you didn't get a frame for the Sonic poster. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, according to, uh, I just, I just like double checked again because I hadn't looked for a long time. But according to Amazon, your other present will be there on the twenty third of January. So now it has an actual date. Cool. It came from a land that's not America, so it's taking some extra time. But hopefully, we'll get there as part two of that of that present. All right, I'm back. All right. Is, is that all, or did you want to talk about anything else before the break? That's it. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention that I got all that stuff like a month ago when I was sitting on it. Because so you got like two we, arcades. We talk about. Yeah, yeah. I got got that like a month ago, and then uh, you had to build it first. But then by then we were not talking about the things that we got, so I was just sitting on all that for like three weeks. Oh, that's that's fine though. I mean, our 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 top ten episode was three hours and fifty two minutes, like edited. So I mean, we don't need anything else in there other than what we already right. have. So I did not want uh, I wanted it to just be our top stuff, even though we still spent like forty minutes on our Nintendo stats or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the games of twenty twenty three. Sounds good. All right. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. 
Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! And uh, I thought that we, since we're you know, this is the first episode of 2023, we should talk about the long, long list. Actually, you know what? Let's first let's talk about our achievements for 2022. We kind of made a list of here um, what we beat and stuff. We can go through it. I want to go through it pretty quickly. You know, I don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it. But I threw a uh, thanks thanks to uh, posting to Twitter. I was able to find all of my beats, like all my you know, beat of the weeks and all that stuff. Yeah, so we have a we have a channel on Slack, which uh, we we call Beat It. And anytime we post a game, we post it on Slack. To, so it was on on the record there. But Slack changed their policy recently to where they wouldn't uh, uh, they wouldn't keep anything beyond three months ago. Yeah, it's really annoying because now I yeah. can't I can't look for your addresses because you posted them on there and I can't search them because they're not there anymore. Because we posted them on there, but now they're not there, so I have to ask about them every time. So I should just like keep myself uh, so an address book or something to like do like what they used to do in the seventies, and, and write and write things down, uh, you know, physically. No, yeah, we had it. We had a beat it list, and it disappeared. But uh, hopefully, you know, it looks like John still took some notes or remembered some of it because you still had a lot of your stuff on there that didn't that didn't. I remember erase. because every time I beat something, I took a screenshot on the switch. So I just went back and looked at that. That's actually how I found some stuff too. When I was going through my say my uh, thirty second footage that I did for the that I tried to save for top ten games of the year and all that, um, I noticed that there was some stuff that was missing that I didn't post to Twitter that I that I beaten. So I found some extra. And actually, when I was looking through some of the stuff today, I found some extra stuff that I beat also that I didn't know about. So, so there you go. But uh, yeah, here's what I got: Bowser's Fury, Mario Kart Eight, Chocobo GP. Land of Screens, Chef, Chex Quest HD, that one, uh, Time Loader, 
House of the Dead Remake, Mario Golf 64, Zombie Army 4, Eight Doors, Aram's Afterlife Adventure. Uh, I don't remember what exactly these are called. There's two different Pac-Man arrangement games in the Pac-Man Museum. I beat both of those. I think they're they're completely different. There's, uh, I don't know. I think I put Pac-Man Arrangement 1 and 2, but I don't think that's the actual technical version of it. Uh, Monster Hunter, the DLC ending with credits. I got to that. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Pokemon Puzzle League, Torna, the Golden Country, Tinykin, Hyperstone Heist, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, Turtles in Time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game on, on NES, Tunic, Pilotwing 64, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil Village, Shadows of Rose, DLC, Pokemon Violet, Sonic Frontiers, Dragon Quest Treasures, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Hyper, and Red Earth. That's what I have. Which is like 28 games plus 3 DLC stuff, I guess. Do you want to separate them? Because like, Tor- like Torna and Monster Hunter and... Uh, I guess, well, I mean, Monster Hunter was like the real ending, but there was a credits before that, so that's like second credits. And then I'm sure there's a third credits for Sunbreak as well. So... That's what that's what I have on mine. I beat Sifu, Splatoon three, Donut County, Ninja Turtles three on Game Boy, Portal two, Shredder's Revenge, Turtles in Time, Super Mario Brothers five, which was the the one that uh, on Super Mario Maker a guy made his whole entire Mario game, which was kind of a cut above. I mean, more than a cut, but it was like a very quality game. So I counted that as as a full game. Uh, and Tony Ox Pro Skater 1 and 2. My brother ate my pudding. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild after, what, four years or something like that. Uh, Quake, Bowser's Fury, American Hero. Remember that terrible FMV oh, yeah. uh, mid-90s action movie thing? Yeah, cheesy, fun, and I beat it. Uh, Night Slashers, Slice by Castlevania Bloodlines and Super Mario Strikers Battle League. I think there were one or two more which I didn't get a screenshot of, but my total, uh, as of this count, is at 19. I, uh, I, for some reason, I missed Shredder's Revenge on my list, but I definitely beat that game, 100%. So I don't know why I didn't put that on here, because I'm pretty sure I have the credits. Maybe it didn't post to Twitter, but I, I, know, I, have the, I know I did the 30-second credits, and I thought I posted it. But yeah, so there's an extra one to mine. So I guess it's 29 games plus three DLCs or whatever. Sure, I'll have to figure out a better way to keep track. Now that uh, Slack isn't reliable. I used to take notes on my phone, like the phone notes, you know. Or you mm. could, you know, you could always try Twitter. <laughs> it's, it saves everything. It's just as bad as Facebook I'm or any, less any of the other ones are. It's I, and Nothing's really changed, honestly. I mean, you can vote You can vote that you want, you know, dude to step down or whatever. But really, it's it's the same thing. It's, it's just as evil as any of the other social medias that are out there. They're all fucking stupid. I just, I just like Twitter because it's less stupid. Or at least I can follow people that aren't family members. I can follow people that actually like to hear talk. <clears throat> so what was your favorite, um, I wouldn't say your favorite game, but like maybe your most memorable beat of the year? I, I saw something interesting actually on Twitter, which is a great place. I saw somebody who posts their, their top 10 games that they beat of the year. Like that would be an interesting thing to do. Even though I don't oh, know yeah. how many we would do at the have at the end of the year, but did like here's games that I beat and the ones that I liked the most of the ones that I beat. But according to my top 10 list, I mean, the game that I beat that's my favorite would have to be Pokemon Arceus because that's number two on my list and I did beat that game. So, And I did say that, right? That's on this fucking list. Did I leave that out too? Man, I am a failure. Did you? 
I think I left it out, but I fucking beat yeah, that. Did. I fucking beat that game too. God damn it! All right, so now it's thirty games and three DLCs. Just keeps going up. But no, I I, I know I beat fucking Pokemon Arceus because not according to the list. I must have not posted it. See, that's my problem. I need to I need to post everything to I need to post everything to Twitter. Well, I know I'm for sure forgetting stuff based on especially playing through old games and stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online, but. I did not beat as many as the two of you, that's for sure. Um, the big one was, well, I started out the year, I did beat Arceus, and then at some point I beat Inside, and uh, Shredder's Revenge, of course, and then when the Portal Collection came out, I played all the way through the first Portal. Edith Finch, I beat that. Uh, Pokemon Johansson, I beat that recently. Uh, Splatoon 3, did beat that, did beat single-player mode there. And then I did beat Inscription, but I can't think of any other games besides those. You just reminded me another one that I forgot off my list. I beat Resident Evil 1 for our Halloween episode. And you beat Resident Evil uh, Village. Yeah, that's on there. Oh, you said yeah, that. I said Resident Evil Village and the Resident Evil Village DLC Shadows of Rose. I, I beat both of those. But I, I mean, was for like, all I, that I was might like, have been did, all I beat this year. And I, did, and I did post Resident Evil. I thought I posted to, to Twitter. I don't know, but I was like, yeah, no, I posted, I I beat Resident Evil for, I was like, what did I beat for the Halloween episode? I was like, yeah, that one. So my most yeah. memorable has to have been Breath of the Wild. After all this time, to finally see what the ending looked like, because I, I I actually successfully avoided seeing what the end boss was all this time. <laughs> were you su- actually, were you surprised <laughs> that it was Ganon at the end? I was not surprised that it was Ganon, but you know, I did not know he was going to be like a hundred feet tall and roaming the field and all that stuff. And that was that was just cool to see, and I was grateful that uh, it wasn't spoiled for me. Well, I could say my, easily for me it was the I, I was blown away by Edith Finch. That was a surprise game that I just played at the in the, in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Downloaded it because it was like three dollars or whatever. It was really cheap and uh, played it mostly in one sitting, and uh, it was just it was really good. But when it comes to you know, I can't praise this game enough. I gave it my game of the year. Inscription. That game's just. A roller coaster from beginning to end, and the ending is by no means happy or satisfying, but I still really like it because it fits the theme of the game. It fits the mood of it really well. Yeah, I want to. I mean, it's on my list of stuff to play at some point whenever I have a chance to play games again. But I have also have a lot of stuff that I would like to play that I already own, so that's probably what I'm going to go to first. Yeah, listening to last week's episode got me even more interested in inscription. So I might give it a shot. I was uh, I was kind of, um, you know, since I was playing like Kirby, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, I was thinking of games, you know, there's always games in my mind that that I wish I would have played more of that I really liked. Like, most importantly, uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Neon White, and Live Alive were all games that I thought were incredible, but I didn't play yeah, very, very, very much of them. I wish I would have beaten Neon White. They're all not that long. Like I was actually looking through footage of Live Alive earlier, and I was like, "God damn, this game looks really good!" Like, and I, and and when and from seeing one of those games on the list that we'll talk about in a minute, I wanted like that that good crunchy like you know sixteen bit RPG to play like with those with those with those crunchy like you know what I mean the the the, the crunchy sixteen bit graphics that look all like you know look old school but nice at the same time. And I was like, man, I. I was like, this game was really good, and and I do, and I did remember that on that episode after I'd played the the live alive, 
I said that I got three extra beats because you do get credits after you beat every chapter of Live Alive. So you could add three more games on there if you wanted, since I beat three of the chapters. I'm kidding. I won't do that. But still, I, I did have credits recorded from the Live Alive chapters that I beat. But uh, yeah, I need to get back to that game because, god damn, it's a pretty-ass game. So pretty. Like, the cutscenes look so good. Like, it's like, yeah. I'd forgotten how cool it looks. And I recorded, like, the when you get in the giant robot and they play, like, the old school... The, like the the old school Japanese like TV show robot theme, you know, and it has that like singing that I love, like from the old reminds me of like Mystical Ninja and stuff like that. And it's great. It's it's on the it's on the you know best of the year uh, WRT radio. You'll hear it on there. But yeah, I wanted to try to. I was hoping like you know whenever I get done with all this with editing all this shit, I wanted to play like you know I want to I obviously want to beat Xenoblade Chronicles three, which that could take another hundred hours. Who knows. And, but mostly I wanted to, yeah, get through like Neon White and Kirby and Live Alive because I felt like those were really good games that I left out of my list just because I didn't get it get to play them as much as I should have. So they were honor, they were honorable mentions for sure. And I didn't get around to it because our episode was very long. So do you want to talk about stuff that we said we were going to do last year that we did or didn't do? Yeah, that written down. I don't know what I said. I, I was know, John. I, well, I mean, you said that you were going to hook up all of your old systems and that you were going to redo your like living room area, and you did do that. So you got to win there. Hook up old systems. That's the last. Well, you said that you thing wanted to make. To well, you said you wanted to make all of your stuff playable, but you did buy like an HDMI split, like a you know s- splitter and all that stuff. So you did do bought all the equipment. I mean, the only thing you can't do is play like ColecoVision, but I, but I still would think that that's a win. I think because you did make your. Because you wanted to make all of your systems more playable. Because I think at the time you only had Switch, and you said you wanted to upgrade your living room, and you did. You got a couch and yep. a bunch of arcade games and all that, and a 3D TV and whatever else, you know. So okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I still have to literally hook everything up, though. That's the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you're missing like ninety percent. It's like two systems, and you got like what ten hooked up or something like that. I'm just saying, I think it's yep. close enough. You wanted to fix your. You wanted to get your Dolphin emulator to work better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> and you wanted to fix your arcade, your Ms. Pac-Man machine. Didn't do oh, that. Was that in a there? way though? But in a way, yeah, I've got the notes pulled up. Nice. But in a way, you just turned your house into an arcade. So there you go. That's true. That's true. Like you have Ms. Pac-Man exists there in a way. I've got Pac-Man. It's, it's not. It's not on the I collection. I can't remember. Though, right? Did you did you have this arcade already at this time when we did? I don't think so. This one. I got like nine months ago. About you, okay. see that you you did you actually did the the um uh you know stuff that you're gonna do for the year. You actually did that without me because I was in New York getting COVID at the time. That was the last you were recording there. I, so yeah, I edited. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that was your. This was all your idea. So that's probably that was the, the one where we uh, talked about NFTs. When they first announced, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, this yeah, is a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, those, are going, those are going great. All bought in. <laughs> yeah, those are going great. I, uh, I had a, I had a little too much alcohol at my sister's house, and I, and I remember like uh, talking about Trump's NFTs at some, at one point. Because <laughs> <laughs> would I have had, gone down? Because I had had too much. Uh, no, I just I mentioned it because I thought it was hilarious that he released a basketball card NFTs for a hundred dollars. <laughs> He's really just like burying himself into into the ground here, which is fine because fuck that guy. But you know, I did mention that. <laughs> You're just mad you didn't get the one you wanted. <laughs> I didn't get any of them. <laughs> I don't want any of them. For me, it was uh, I got one of the things, 
So the big one that's been I've been trying to hold myself to all year was that it was going to be a Souls game, and I actually just wrote Souls game. I didn't say Soulsborne, which is I thought. So if you want it there, if I want to get off on a technicality, I could say I've played games that have Souls like elements to them that I have beaten this year. Namely, uh, Inscription has a bit of that in it, um, but probably not. I don't think I'm going to count it. But I did buy four Souls games this year. And I played a lot and lot, lots and lots and lots of hours of Souls games. I just didn't actually finish any of them. I think getting 90% into like a bunch of different Souls games, including two copies of Elden Rings on different different consoles, I think yeah. that counts. I think you can give it to yourself. I just, I'm a bit of a fanatic when it comes to stuff like this. I, was, I did the same thing with Monster Hunter last year where I just was like, I am now Monster Hunter man. And I bought all these Monster Hunters and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I think I, I have a tendency to burn myself out, and that's kind of what I did. So I'm just kind of easing back in, like starting the new year. You know, like I'm, uh, it, it, yeah, we'll, we'll just, we're going to resurrect that goal if we do end up making another list. But uh, I did say I wanted to have Family Feud for every Nintendo system, which I have not bought another Family Feud, I don't think, since then. Well, all you need is a Switch one, right? That's the one that you play the most. I have that one, yeah. So I don't. I need to actually look and see what I'm missing. I think the reason why I don't have every one is because some of them have multiple versions, especially like the Wii. And I don't know. I think I, I think I even said it on that episode. Do I want one for every system, or do I literally want all of them? And I don't think I literally want all of them. One I don't for every like, system. That's I don't enough. Need Family Feud College Sports Edition or whatever. Any Junior Edition. Thing, but... <laughs> one Family Feud for every system is more than. Anybody has ever Although bought I will family get family feud. feud beach volleyball. I mean, that's almost like a, <laughs> I mean, that's like my collection of Jeopardies. Like, I think I have a Jeopardy yeah. for almost every system that I have. Once you know, again, speaking to my fanaticism, though, like I was like on a family feud kick when when we had this episode last year, obviously, just like I'm on a soul's kick now. And then I, I also wanted to, to extremes with your fanaticism on one end, Elden Ring <laughs> on the other end, family feud. Yeah, I just. I mean, there's a consistency in that I'm inconsistent. Um, I wanted to get a PS5. I really still don't care that much. I probably care less now than I did then. My uh, my 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 niece actually bought like her boyfriend a, a PS5 for Christmas. Wow! And I was like, I was like, really? I was like, that thing's fucking five hundred dollars. Like, I didn't even spend that much money on Jess. Like, it's like, did he get her a ring hell? or something? I mean, come on. God, I hope not. He's terrible. I've been trying to get her to dump him for a while. Well, she should have. I don't know if she listened to the show. She, she might bought a PS5. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was yeah. I was just I, I. I guess they like sort. She said they sort of like spent for it to got it together or whatever. But I was like, you got to fucking. So so I saw a PS5 at my sister's house. Was it as huge as it was? It like it's it's pretty. It's person pretty, was standing in the room. It's pretty big. Yeah. Well, you know they have like a TV stand that has multiple shelves. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. in the middle shelf, and it took up about ninety percent of that middle shelf because it was sat on its side. So it was really big. That was the first time any of us had ever seen a PS Five. Yeah, I've never seen. I'm sure I've seen it somewhere. somewhere. I don't know. I d- I did upset him because I told him that uh, God of War was boring <laughs> when I was drunk. So I do remember that he got upset. You should have been like, he more got like upset God about of War. Yeah, because I record I recorded it on my phone and put it on Twitter and said it was boring. He got upset about it. <laughs> it is kind of boring, though. I mean, seriously, I was just watching him just run around and climb walls. Like it was like I was like, "Do you do anything in this game?" <laughs> I know there's some sort of like rags or some rocks or something. I know you can like ring a bell a bunch of times, and a raccoon comes and talks to you or something like that. Wow, that's just like my backyard. 
<laughs> I don't know. I thought it was I, I was pretty wasted and I thought it was pretty boring at the time. <laughs> I was like, this game is boring. But I will say the big goal that I did achieve this year was that new TV. I got that new TV. There you go. And it was probably it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I feel like I just got it. And I'm like, wait, I've had it since like a month. A month. I can't remember what month, but it was a while ago. May. Oh, I thought it was like March. Never mind. It wasn't that long ago. It was, uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was after, well, whenever, like not the last time you were here, but the time before that, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was when uh, Shauna went to Brazil. I bought it while she was gone. Yeah. And then nearly threw my back out trying to put it all together by myself, but I did it. And it's, it hasn't moved since then. It's been in that same spot. It's probably heavy. <laughs> like I can't move. Very my, heavy. Like no way. Thankfully, I, thankfully I had heavy, help because I couldn't, this thing's I couldn't just heavy, do it. Heavy. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was like the people brought it up the stairs and set it down. I thought I was like I can move, and I'm like I can't move this. But thankfully, Conan was there and he helped me move it. But there's no way I could have moved it. It's way too big. I was on a mission, and in retrospect, I probably didn't do it right, and I probably risked breaking it. But I managed to not break it, and it works. It's great. So that was my goal that I did actually achieve this year. So I think as as far as the ridiculousness of the other goals, other than, well, finishing a Souls game, I really, I don't know why I wasn't able to do that. But the TV happened. There you go. I mean, that's that's a great, that's a great thing to have. Big TVs are wonderful. I, I think, I, I know, I, and I wasn't there on the goal episode, but whenever I came back, I did mention stuff that I wanted to do while I had COVID. Not during while I had COVID, but I had COVID at the time. John did too. We got it at the same time. So so there you go. But um, I think I said I wanted to make an NES game for my NES maker. I knew right after I said that 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 wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, like right after, I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. But I, I mean, someday, you know. Uh, I think I wanted to beat one of my old, like, I wanted to beat one of my sealed games, quote unquote, like games I bought and never played. And I also wanted to beat uh, a game of the year game from a previous year. Also didn't do that. But I did say that I wanted to find a way to like be able to play more games and like buy less that I don't play, and I do think that I actually did do that because I kind of tried to be on the more on the more like one game at a time thing last year, and I did think it kept me a little bit more focused on stuff instead of and it was it it, it all based on that one guy who posted on some random Nintendo group that I was on that said that you should only buy games when you're actually planning to play them. Like, don't buy them when they're on sale. Like, don't buy them for whatever reason. Just buy them when you want to play them. And I kind of held that that uh, knowledge in my head and tried to only buy things that I could actually play at that time, you know. So I think I would make an exception at buying things on sale if it's a crazy sale that, you know, you sure. Yeah. But you know, I mean, five bucks. But a lot of games, you, but I but I buy games on sale that I never play. So it's like there was there was a game that I really really wanted to play that I thought would be on my list if I played it so that's why I didn't play it cuz I didn't want to inflate my list but I did buy the little Gator game which is supposed to be really great and I bought it because it was on sale because it was like $10 marked down from 15 or whatever and I didn't want to wait until it wasn't on sale and I had points or whatever but I bought this like weeks ago and I still haven't played it but uh but you got like yeah. Edith Finch for 3 bucks didn't you I got Edith Finch for real cheap, and I've also and never, gonna, and I've also play never played that, that game. But it, it's been, but it's been on sale like ten other times. I'm just saying it should. If you're gonna buy something, it should you should buy something that you're gonna play. Is all I'm saying, and that's what I tried to do more last year, and I felt like I did play more of the games that I wanted to play, and I and I got and I got through a lot of. I felt like I got through a lot of my top ten list. Like I did beat a lot of them. I beat like what six of them, 
out of 10. That's, that's pretty good, you know, for what? So I thought I did pretty good. Getting getting through like uh, Sonic Frontiers and, and Dragon Quest Treasures like a couple days before was it felt like an achievement to me because I wanted to beat both of those. And when I was looking at uh, the PS5 at my sister's house, I'm like, what would I play on that thing? And I was like, I was like, I would just want to play Sonic Frontiers on it again and <laughs> just see it play it with a better resolution because that's really the only thing I could think of that I would want to play on there, you know. So that's how I feel about about PS5. But uh, but yeah, I guess that's our that's our goals for the most part. I mean, we don't. Does anybody have any goals that they want to make now for next year? You don't have to. This could be a goal free year or whatever. I mean, my only goal for the year is to beat Xenoblade Chronicles three sometime before twenty twenty four. But I can just I can just hold that off until Xenoblade Chronicles four comes out, or I can beat it before the DLC comes out, which is at the end of the year anyway. So that's kind of what I did with two. But three is much better than two. So I'm dropping the PS five goal, but I am keeping the uh, Family Feud goal and the uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to keep the Family Feud goal, but I want to keep the uh, the uh, Souls board game. Or whatever. I want to beat one of these this year. I mean, if we do go to MGC this year, like that could be a fun part of it—a Family Feud search, you know. Yeah, could be a fun part of that. Well, that's where it all started. Yeah, that. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, we'll have to talk about that. Uh, not recording, but there's some things. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to go this year or not. Okay. But uh, why don't we talk about some games that are coming out? I made a huge list of just what I could find or stuff that I was somewhat interested in of stuff that's releasing in 2023. And there's already quite a lot coming out that we know of for Switch. Um, the big thing that I'm really looking forward to that's coming out a couple weeks from now is Persona 3 and 4. And I was right on the prices of those, by the way. And I because I looked at it on the Japanese eShop and I said, that is $20. And now it is actually $20 you can find on the eShop. You can actually buy both of them together for 40 bucks. But yeah, Persona 3 and 4, uh, Persona 3 Portable and 4 Golden, something I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, yeah, even though I didn't, I did not beat Persona 5, but who cares? I still want to play these games. I want to jump from one to another, because that'll be fun. That's coming out soon. Uh, and the day after, Fire Emblem Engage, which is, uh, I guess the Switch version of Fire Emblem Heroes because they're bringing all the characters in there. They're doing the whole uh, Spider-Man movie or whatever. They're bringing in all the characters. One point. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's happening. I'm not really I'm not really sold on it. I still need to beat that other Fire Emblem Three Houses. You know, I'm sure there'll be something that people will talk about that will make me want to play it, but it's coming out a day after Persona 3 and 4. And also, like, it's the holidays right now. There's not, or it's still in the holiday time where the work is less, so. It's not really something I'm super into. SpongeBob Cosmic Shake, don't really care. Just put it on there. Uh, Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line 216, coming out one day before the uh, Nintendo World opens in uh, California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah would, yep. Kirby's Return, Return to Dreamland. That's I, I mean, I love Kirby, but $60 for that remake seems a little bit high. I forgot about that game. Coming out on the same day as Octopath Traveler 2. Not fully sold on that one because I didn't really like Octopath Traveler 1, but we'll see what people say about it. Maybe the story will be less boring, but who knows? And maybe the characters will actually say something to each other. Yeah, I'm a little more leery about this one, but... I mean, you loved the other one. I loved it. Or you? I mean, you spent hours, hundreds of hours into it. I did, but I don't remember any of it. (laughs) So, I mean, that one's kind of a big, a big, like, maybe, I guess. 
and that's at the end of uh, February. But the big uh, February maybe thing, the latest rumblings that I've seen on the internet about my game of the year, AEW Fight Forever, the newest rumor of it is that it's coming out in February. So Why February? I don't know. It got mentioned on some Japanese magazine or something like that, like one of the developers said that. I don't know. They have been turning up the information flow lately, so that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've been. Uh, I mean, they've been kind of pushing it for a while. It's weird because it's not out yet, but they're still pushing. Like you, like you don't have to push like hype for this game. The hype is there. Like if you look at the comments on the Twitter whenever they post anything, or even on the YouTube whenever like AEW Games post anything, people are like, "For the love of God, could you please just give us a release date?" Like, yes, we know this character's in there. Who cares? Give us a release date, damn it! Like people are just like frothing at the mouth about it, and I am one of those people. And I'm really, I'm just like, can we, can you just release it already, please? Or just let us know when it's coming out. Like, come on. <laughs> we need to know. It's the Federation has been a wrestling Federation for however long. And us AEW fans are just, we're just dying to have a fucking wrestling game where we can just beat the shit out of CM Punk. Cause apparently he's still going to be in there. So it's going to be fun. But yeah, that's one of the huge ones I'm looking forward to. Mega Man, Mega Man Battle, Work, Battle Network Legacy Collection 1 and 2 uh, coming out on the 14th of April. I just put it on there because they're selling it for $60. That's a lot, too. The uh, remake of Harvest Moon, It's a Wonderful Life. I am kind of, I am interested in that game. I For some reason, I thought it was coming in January, but it's coming in summer, thankfully, because I don't have the money to get it right now. But I am interested in getting that. I know you, I think you kind of are, too, Jeremy, right? Maybe? Maybe. I know I know your brother was into it. I just, uh, I like the GameCube game, and I, I'm interested to see how they do the remake. And and uh, Jess and I, I mentioned—I forgot to mention, Jess and I have been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. We actually did two two days of just playing Stardew Valley, which is great. Uh, co-op is great in that game. And it, it makes me want, like, a more farming, like, single-player stuff. And I bought Rune Factory mm-hmm. 5 when it was on sale. And, you know, the, as far as how it played, it was fine. It was just kind of boring. Like, I, I mean, I like the way the characters were designed and... And all that, I just I just didn't really know what to do, and I felt like the gameplay in itself was kind of boring, so it kind of fell off for me. But I want like a good like single player farming game, and I maybe that's what that is for me. And there, there's been some ease announcements actually that I don't know if we maybe we talked about it a little bit. I know one of them we weren't able to because we weren't talking about, it, but Ease Ten got announced for uh, Switch, and actually I read up some more stuff about it, which is pretty cool. It's actually ge- getting developed specifically for Switch, so it is like an optimized for Switch game that will get ported to other systems. And interestingly, they're actually making a younger add-all because they think that the Switch audience is younger. So you're playing like a 17-year-old add-all, but they did that because of it being developed for Switch. So it takes place before whatever... I don't know the full timeline of Ease, but it's taking place before whatever one. But I thought that was interesting that they were developing specifically for Switch, so they made the main character younger because they thought the audience of the Switch was younger. So... Take what you will from that. There's also a remake of E's Oath of Felgana coming to Switch where they haven't played yet, so that's really cool. Um, what else? Mina the Hollower, that's a big one. Uh, we talked about that. Yacht Club Games, right? That was We saw that really beautiful uh, trailer for it where it's like the Game Boy Color-looking graphics with the little uh, rat that can burrow under and jump behind things. It kind of looks like a top-down mixture of like Castlevania and Zelda and all that stuff. Like that was a big one that I was really looking forward to. I know you were too, Jeremy. I love anything cute and climby. Yeah, but that's Yacht Club, right? I'm right on that. Like this, is like right. the first shovel, not shovel knight thing they've done. 
And it's supposed to be, um, you know, have elements of like Bloodborne. Apparently, I don't know how they're going to do that, but I'm interested. It looked really good. The soundtrack was really good. Uh, we, I, I know, I put the the song from the trailer on uh, on one of our episodes. Of course, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, May twelfth. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a. We're all getting that. Of course, we're all getting that. But do you do you think so? Like, since the Switch is like five years older, whatever, almost like six years older since it came out. Do you think that Tears of the Kingdom will actually be better than uh, Breath of the Wild? now yes i personally think that it does because i've been playing a game called xenoblade chronicles 3 and the guys who made that game are also making tears of the kingdom and xenoblade is a fucking mm-hmm. beautiful ass game that just looks amazing and has no you know there were there were some you know the last year was kind of like there were like sort of switch problems and we were talking earlier like sports story did kind of have some problems as well but xenoblade does not have problems like the game looks gorgeous it runs incredibly it sounds great like the act the voice acting is amazing and and I just look at that and I'm like, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be great because Monolith is behind it, much like Splatoon, much like Splatoon yeah. 3 was great because Monolith behind it. But I'm saying like how well it will run and how beautiful the levels will be and all that. Not only that, but you know, Breath of the Wild was a Wii U game. So they were <laughs> held back by yeah. being developed for the previous generation. Yeah, this is go. a Switch game <laughs> through and through. Yeah, I didn't even think 100% about that. It's going to yeah. be better. And there's been some new rumors about that. Like people are saying that they've seen like a new OLED model that has Zelda Joy Cons. I think that's pretty. That's Absolutely. probably something I mean, that exists. It's gonna happen, yeah. I think it'll be. I don't think Nintendo's gonna release it. This isn't like the Pokemon Company, what they just did. It's like um, Nintendo's not going to release Zelda until it's ready. Well, also, it's like I said, also don't is. don't forget that you have you got Monolith Soft behind you. You got like, Monolith Soft. Also, yeah. you have established assets that can be reused yeah which hopefully have made the process a little better and i mean if they're gonna if it's gonna take place in the same kingdom i mean we're probably going to see majora's mass style reuse of assets i would hope yeah and also i've seen rumor of the uh of a lot of uh zelda amiibo getting re-released so oh yeah that means some more scannability which they did that, uh, I mean, they did that with the Monster Hunter. Like when Monster Hunter Sunbreak came out, they re-released all the old Monster Hunter Amiibo as well. So, And they did it for other other stuff aside from that. Another bit of news that came out uh, over the last couple of weeks was that uh, an advertisement had revealed that there's some kind of online functionality to it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was like on a billboard or something somewhere, right? right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah, I would expect it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not multiplayer. Because I I don't know I feel like multiplayer always kind of kind of pulls from the single player. It'd be the next Four Swords. Yeah, I don't know. That makes us. I, I don't know. I want I want a single player adventure. I'm a single player person. I would I would love that. In fact, that's the first I just thought of that idea. A Breath of the Wild meets Four Sword Adventures. That'd be that'd be really cool. They should release it as a separate game, for thirty bucks. I hope it's just a battle royale because you know no. I started developing it <laughs> no. when battle royales were popular. They just had to stick to it. No. Like like Final Fantasy VII soldier, hey, you the get one dropped that, in from the, a bus and all that stuff. The one that send uh, the the leader of uh, you the, get dropped the from of divine bus to the, to the jail cell, <laughs> and you have to kill everything in the world. Yeah, without getting killed. <laughs> sure, um, make it free. Uh, the next one, this is one I've been waiting forever to talk about because we never got to, we never really talked about it. Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters one through six finally got announced for Nintendo Switch. It's supposed to come. At the, to, to spring 2023. Uh, and there was this whole, like, thing with it online where they, 
they tried to sell the physical version, but it was only like through the Square store for like seventy five dollars, and like nobody was able to get a hold of it. And there's this whole people were pissed about like not getting the physical, or whatever. I don't know. Those records look cool with the with the uh, with like the sprites on there. But I was um I I was the other day I just kind of wanted to throw some YouTube stuff on while I was editing. And I and I threw in I found this like YouTube um, anyway I found a channel where some, where this person goes through and will show you like all of the different versions of every like RPG so they'll be like here's all the versions of Final Fantasy VI and here's like the bugs that are in there and like what what works in different ways and I was like oh that's really cool I'll watch that and I watched it and and uh, it's called Austin SV is the name um, like Scarlet Violet I watched it and. I really don't like the way the pixel remasters look for six. I I don't like uh, it. It looks like I don't know. Like the the sprites didn't look right, and I I know I've heard about the font being really bad. I'll still get it anyway, but it was a big disappointment to me. Like watching it, watching it like on a TV, I was like, mm, this kind of looks terrible. They haven't fixed the font yet. They well, they tweeted and said that they were going to fix the font for the Switch version. They said, okay. but like just looking at the sprites. I don't know. I don't. I guess I'm 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 so much of a Final Fantasy VI purist that I just want to play the Super Nintendo version. I don't want to play this like pixel remastered version. Like they don't the pixels don't look right. I mean, the idea of it was kind of looks to like a PC version. It look and it looks like the mobile version kind of, which also really really sucks. I mean, that does look much worse. Yeah. But I just I wasn't really into the style. Of I it. think the idea was to make it look like the original sprites, but actually change them so that they look like they should have looked in HD or something like that. Like there is supposedly some effort in that part in redesigning the sprites that they are based off the original ones, but they're adapted to the technology or whatever. I don't know. I, I believe you that the crispness and the cartooniness of it just makes it look like a mobile game. It's hard not to see that. It doesn't look, it doesn't look great though. Like it doesn't look like, like live alive's like 2d HD, like looks amazing, but this one, it just it just doesn't look right. I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I guess. I mean, you know, it, it's. I mean, I, I think you would feel the same way if you're playing Chrono Trigger, like, you know, the iOS port, which looked awful. If you saw any of the sprites for that, it looked terrible. Like it looked looked very like smoothed over, and they just didn't look right. You know. So. No, I believe it. I don't. I don't know how else they would have done it other than just yeah releasing a straight port of it so yeah why didn't we just get final fantasy 6 on the the uh virtual console or whatever that'd be great yeah i would have preferred that i'm still gonna play it anyway because it's like one of my favorite games ever but oh yeah it's just you know i don't know it, it has this really weird generic pc feel to it like the like the the hd sprites do i don't know i don't like it but i'll get it anyway but uh, what what is a much better game that all three of us are planning on getting? Actually, I already have it because I funded it. But uh, Sea of Stars, yeah, it's a big game that's coming out next year. Did I, I don't know if you watched um, if all of you watched the uh, Five Days of Christmas that they did, but I, did. I, I think the fifth one they actually did. They had a little thing with Yatsunori Mitsuda, did. and yep. he talked about the music. You know that who who did the music of Xenoblade Chronicles three, Mario Party one, and Chrono Trigger. So. It was pretty cool to see him on there talk about it. Those are nice little extra. This is my most anticipated RPG of 2023. <laughs> I hope you like it because it's gonna be a it's gonna be an RPG RPG. You know, it's gonna have turn based battles and all that on there, which you, which you don't like. So 
It's a testament to how much I like the messenger. Yeah. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. great. I think it looks very good. And it looks very, you know, they're tr- really trying to pull those uh, Chrono Trigger strings and all that. So hopefully, you know, I think it, I, I, everything I've seen of it, I think it looks really nice. It's my most anticipated game besides the obvious one. Sure. I mean, my I already said what mine is. That's AEW Fight Forever. But <laughs> in that one in Zelda. Uh, what else? Tales of Symphonia Remastered, uh, maybe, if that comes out at the time where I have availability to play it. I mean, I like that game on GameCube. I know, Jeremy, you did as well. I have it on GameCube. Did it ever get released for Wii? Or was it just the sequel that sequel. came Sequel. Yeah, the second one. I have that one, too. I have that one, too, as well. I never played it, but I bought it. But I don't think I'll get Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, apparently the remastered version, once again, is not as good as the GameCube one. Like, it doesn't run as well as the GameCube one. That was a whole thing, so. Nah. Yeah, it well, it doesn't have like the GameCube one had sixty had sixty FPS, and this one doesn't. Was the thing Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon that comes out uh, March seventeenth. We talked about that one before. I, I'm interested in it. I, I saw somebody post online that there's actually a hidden demo of this in Bayonetta three. Like you can oh. actually play. You could have played this game weeks before it was even announced. You could. It, it was something that you bought at like the Heaven and Hell shop or whatever. And it's was called like Book of Secrets or something like that, and you could actually play a demo of this game within Bayonetta three. And I was like, Really? That's fucking awesome <laughs> that they kinda that hid it awesome. in there before anybody even knew about it. It was it was in there. I don't know, it looked to me it looks like Bayonetta meets Okami and I think that looks very cool. And they both made they made both of those games, so I'm very excited. But not as excited as John is for this other one on the nope. list. Mr. Gimmick. That oh, has yeah. to come out this week week this year, right? Has to come out this week? It's coming out this week? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it has to come out this year, right? Because it was pushed from last year. Pushed from last year, yep. Yeah, no word on on uh, when this year it's coming out, but I, I have to think it's coming out first quarter because it was supposed to come out uh, in the winter yeah. last year. So any moment now we could be blessed with the news of, of Gimmick hitting the Switch. And I, this is, to me, this is right behind uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. This is my number two most anticipated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be very expensive, so I'll definitely get that one for sure. And I don't think I've ever played it. Actually, I've just heard you talk about it and just watched videos of it. So I'll get to play it in real time on a Switch, the way I like to play things. So there you go. I'll get to play it legitimately for the first time. Yeah. Speaking for thing of things we've been waiting a long time for, a Pikmin Four is supposed to come out this year too. I almost forgot to put that on the list, but I'm like, yeah, Pikmin Four. Uh, Miyamoto himself, after he spent way too much time uh, promoting the Pikmin app, finally got to talking about that on that uh, on that Nintendo Switch Direct or that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, Pikmin Four. Uh, maybe we'll see some footage of it and get it in the same year. Maybe, maybe. There's a couple Trails games coming out. I don't know. I might try to dive into one of those. Who knows? Uh, Gunbrella. That was a game we saw in an Indies that I thought looked really cool. The Penguin Simulator, as I called it. That's kind of that's gonna come out this year. Disney Speedstorm, the game that's been like delayed multiple times. It's supposed to be free to play a racing game with Disney characters. I want to try that out. Release it already. Um, Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star. I put that on there for you, John. I might get it. <laughs> that's still supposed to happen. I mean, that, obviously that's supposed to happen this year, but yeah, that's another one that's on the way. Euden Chronicles, which was made by the people who did Sui Coden, that's like a they did like a preview thing that was a Kickstarter goal or whatever. I don't know. People are excited about it. I'm kind of excited about it. That's coming out. 
Seal Seal Code One and Two remake, a re-release, whatever. I want to play that. A lot of people say this is like yeah. their favorite RPG series. I don't know anything about it. I played. I, I got Sui Coden Two on PlayStation Three, and I played a little uh-huh. bit of it, and I did really like what I played of it, but I didn't play much. Is it like a strategy game? Is that no? It's an it's a full about? it's a full on RPG. It's okay. a full on JRPG. It's just you have like a shit ton of uh, recruitable members or whatever. But it, I mean, it looked like that, like you know, that era. I think because it, it was like a PlayStation One game, right? Originally, Sui Coden Two was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, a lot of people consider that like the best RPG of all time up there with like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and Xenoblade Chronicles Three and whatever else. So I'm excited about that. Star Wars Hunters, which was supposed to be a free-to-play uh, deathmatch type third-person thing. That's been delayed a bunch of times. So I still want to see what that is, you know. Oxenfree 2, you guys played the first one. Yeah. It's getting a sequel. And it was really good. It yeah. was the one that used, like, radio frequencies to solve puzzles, right? Correct, yeah. I got yeah. that game when it was five bucks on a Christmas sale, and that was a good five bucks. Same, we both bought I... it and played through it at the same time, I think. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would. I, I don't know how interested I am in the sequel. I don't know how much I I I liked the first game. I thought it was like a game that I got at a moment when I didn't have much else to play, and I think it was a very interesting game. Certainly very moody, but it's not the kind of game that you're like that. I'm like I wanted. I want to play another one. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's not. I, I never played the first one, so it's not really on the list for me. But I remember both of you liked it. So yeah, I liked and, it. and a lot of other people liked it too. It wasn't just YouTube, but. But it was—it's kind of like point and clicky, right? Which is not really, yeah, very yeah. much. This is really my blind spot. I just—I guess I liked him when I was in high school, but no, that really night like in the it. woods kind of had similar vibes for me. No, I love night in the woods though. I played well. I played through it, played through it myself, and just played through it too, actually. So I kind of went through the game twice. But yeah, no, I like that game a lot. This is another one that I almost forgot about, but I'm glad I remembered it. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. You remember that? It's supposed to be like the Jet yep. Grind Radio That's unofficial right, yeah. sequel. Yeah, when is that happening? That game looked amazing when I saw it. Yeah, that's a big one for me, Bomb Rush. Uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. I don't think this game is ever coming out. I think it's been uh, delayed for like five years. It's never coming out. Uh, Speaking of other games that are never coming out, how about Metroid Prime 4? What do you think? 2023? Will we see it? Will will they say something about it? We'll see the new font that they've decided on for the logo. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember when they changed developers for it? They said that it would come out in 2022, which was last year. So I think we're pretty, we, maybe we're close when they changed it back to retro, you know, for four. I'm saying, I think we're going to see something. There's been some rumors about it, about people maybe, you know, toying with my heartstrings or whatever, but they're like, we're going to see some F-Zero GX stuff. I'm like, yes, please. And Metroid Prime stuff. And I was like, four, maybe? Remember I four? think by the end of the year, we'll get Remember another that? teaser, some <laughs> kind of confirmation that, yes, the game is moving along but we're not going to get the game this year i think no way because they were still hiring people as of like a couple months ago they kept they kept making the news every so often that they'd hire this person or that person this is a you know triple a takes a long time to develop kind of game and that's how far they are they're still hiring people to make it so not this year but i think we'll get a little look at it by the end of the year i'm just i'm just trying to be like you know molder on this i I just i just want to believe that a Metroid Prime 4 exists somewhere. But yeah, no, that's a, uh, yeah. Minecraft Legends, Um, I don't think you cared much for that one, Jeremy, but it's supposed to come out this year. Altil, however you pronounce it, Altier Ryza 3 is coming out. There's a bunch of those. People like those games. 
Uh, Master Detective Archives Raincode. That was one that we showed interest in before. That's the one made by the people who do did Danganronpa. It's like a point-and-click, um, you know, mis- murder mystery thing. I really, I mean, I only played a little bit of Danganronpa, but I did really like what I played of it. So I am interested in Raincode, for sure. Rune Factory 3 Special. You know, I want to I want to love one of these Rune Factory games, so maybe I'll give it a chance. Just buy them all, but never finish any of them. <laughs> you know, I, I said 5 was okay. It was just kind of boring. The gameplay was kind of boring. I don't know. I, I had a hard time finding stuff to do. I mean, I could farm shit, but I want other the other the RPG stuff as well. Uh, Fatal Frame, uh, Mast of the Lunar Eclipse. That's, that's like a the, remake, that's right? That's a Wii game, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. it was a Wii game, yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of a whatever. But I, I do want to play through one of those Fatal Frames someday. Outer Wilds, like, that was the one I was really excited about because people were really into that, like, four years ago or whenever it came out. And that was supposed to come out last year, but it didn't, so it's got to come out sometime. Uh, Fay Farm was, like, the four-player farming game. Like, that game looked interesting for what it was. Uh, how about Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2 Boot Camp? What do you think? Is that going to come out ever? Uh, let's hope <laughs> the war ends so that they can release this, and only for that reason. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I don't know. They I mean they they can say for a while that's why they're not releasing it. But at this point, couldn't they just rename it? Call it like Advance Arguments or something like that. <laughs> Soften it a little bit. Uh, we're we're I mean we're like sh- we're like shooting each other with tanks and and uh, airplanes, but not really. But just it's for not funsies. really that. It's actually handing lemonade to each other. The game, buy it. Those aren't bullets. <laughs> those are those are hug hug bombs. They hug everyone. <laughs> they're they're pillows. They're shooting pillows at each other. I mean, it's yeah. It's like, are we going to get that game this year? I mean, it it like came. It, you remember it like came out. Like some people actually got it. They pre ordered it for yeah, a couple yeah. days, and then they got you know, and then they like shut it down. So it did. Yeah, people did actually have it. To me, it's like. The kind of things that are simulated in other games on Nintendo, it's like really you gotta take this hard line because it's got the word war in it, and it's why it's like, come on, we yeah, we fight almost, games. In this case, it's just war happens to be the protagonist. Just call it Advanced Boot Camp One and Two or something. It's right. Reboot Camp One and Two. I don't know. I'm serious. Think, just call it like Advanced Tiffs. <laughs> I think they probably had the release schedule planned and stacked all the way through at least. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I think we're going to see this after Tears of the Kingdom for that reason, just because they they space these things out very purposefully and deliberately. They couldn't just bump it up a month because then they were going to distract from whatever was coming out at the time, right? So I think it, it it's it's not it's not a a a tier one game, and so they were just like, okay, well, we'll put this at the end of our release plans, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean it. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what's happening with that, but I liked Advance Wars one, so maybe I'll get it. Who knows? Um, I'm really interested to see if Midnight Suns actually comes out for Switch, which it did come out for other systems. And this one, I was looking at the reviews of it, and I was listening to a lot of stuff about it when it came out. And I, and and it kind of feels like because I'm not really that much of a strategy person, but I feel like I would try to be one for Midnight Suns because it actually sounds really cool from what I heard of it. And I kind of like that you don't have to hide in it because you're a fucking Marvel superhero. You don't like hide behind shit. You just like just blow people up, but on a grid, you know, I'm like, I can get into that. And you, and you try to get everybody to be your best friend, even though you can't date anybody or kiss anyone, which is weird, but I don't know that there's sacred uh, superheroes, but 
No, it sounded cool because it has you know Midnight Suns was my was my shit back in uh, junior high when it was a real Midnight Suns. But I, I'd be interested if it comes to Switch. Disney Illusion, Illusion Island. That was the one that looks like the the new the new Super Mario Brothers, like with Disney characters. Like the art style looked really cool. I don't know. It's a maybe. A definite purchase for me whenever it comes to Switch. I think it's already on Apple Arcade, but that's Horizon Chase Turbo 2. Horizon Chase Turbo 1 was excellent. I put over 30 hours into that game. And I, if it released tomorrow, I would do whatever I had to to get the money to buy it because I love the first one so much. This one's kind of like shot in the dark, but I think it might happen. Resident Evil 4 remake, cloud version on Switch. Cloud version. I think. I mean, they put all the other Resident Evils on Switch. I feel like if like they if they sold enough, I mean I bought Village, and had a lot of fun with it. So I think there's a good possibility of Resident Evil Four remake coming to Switch on Cloud. I think, and also someday we will get Goldeneye on the Nintendo sixty four app. Oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Goldeneye. It was announced for this year. It's coming someday. We should do. We definitely got to do some sort of stream or something. I was saying we need to make a plan to play it online when it comes out. I agree. Where we all need to play it. I actually really want to play Harvest Moon 64, and I'll play it on the Japanese version, but it's going to be on the Japanese one. You don't really need to read that much. I think I can farm with no text, so I, I will do it. But uh, I guess at the last of this list, you know, we have another thing coming out in 2023, and that's the Mario Brothers movie. And the Super Nintendo theme park, and there's just no way that we're not getting a new Mario game this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, do you think there'll be a new Mario announcement at some point? You, 100%. You, you think there's going to be one involved with the theme park release, right? Didn't you think that? Didn't you say that originally? I think, well, so the theme park is coming out in um, February, so that's too soon. But I one think month, that, 12 days. Yeah, there's no way. It's not going to happen before Breath of the Wild. But in the latter half of the year, yes. You know, I think whenever the initial thrill of the the theme park has started to waver a little bit. That's when Mario comes out, you know, to do the big premiere at the Super Nintendo World. And I venture to say that they're going to do many of their big premieres and big events at Super Nintendo World, along with the Mario game that's definitely coming this year. Just re- resuscitate the Nintendo Treehouse at the park as an actual Donkey Kong Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since Odyssey. You know, we have the, we have the sequel to Tears of the Kingdom, and there hasn't been another, like, 3D Mario. I mean, aside from, like, Bowser's Fury, which was kind of a little bit of a taste, but... Mm-hmm. Well, remember 2017 was the year of Zelda and Mario, Yeah, right? Yeah. They're doing it again. I, I would be surprised if they didn't, I think. I think there's a good possibility that it might happen. I don't know. Well, we could this year, Christmas I don't game. know, but... Oh, you think so? Okay. So you think it might get announced around the time of the movie's release, and then... yeah. I mean, you know, that maybe it might be like, yeah, within the big, uh, the hype, the big hype of, uh, of the Mario movie, they'll, they'll announce a new Switch game or something. Probably around so be... the mo- movie comes out in April. It'll be hitting, you know, VOD on like end of summer, probably. They'll want to have it, they'll want to have it play at the theaters through the summer season. Uh, so I think when the movie comes out on VOD, that's when we're also getting, the new Mario game. I just, I just hope it's not based on the movie. I don't think they would do that, but I don't want to. I, I don't want to turn on the game and and it's like it's the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, you know. Like I don't want Chris Pratt's, I don't want Chris Pratt's voice on there, unless they let me switch it to the Japanese voices, and then I still don't like the design. Of the movie. I don't want that. I don't want that to be in the game. 
here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. You know, the movie is going to be out for like a month or whatever. Yeah. This puts us into like getting close to E3 times or traditionally what they were. Oh yeah. There is E3 this year. And that's what they say. They're pushing for it. And uh, he comes out and we're really excited. He's going to announce a Mario game. And he's like, as some of you know, the movie's been doing really well. I have a few announcements. You can now get, and then it's just going to be a bunch of merch for the movie. <laughs> he's going to talk about that for a really long time. And then at the end, he's going to be like, also, I'm going to mention it. We're working on a new Mario. And I think that'll be it. There's the font. just be like one of these like little. Like, <laughs> new Mario font. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It'll come out to the tune of the Metroid 4 music. <laughs> <laughs> um, da, da, Mario. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. They like to, you know, they're sneaky bastards. Nintendo is. They like, they like to bring stuff. I like how, well, most of the time, aside from like Metroid Prime Four, a lot of times they like to bring things out when they're almost done. Yeah, you know, when they're a few, so it could be a Nintendo Direct thing, or it could be, yeah, it could be the end of a Nintendo Direct where they're like, the movie's doing whatever, and here's this new Mario game, New Super Mario Brothers Switch, where you have to play as Chris Pratt the entire time, not Mario, just as Chris Pratt. And you have to run around and go through his memories of playing it on the play choice. <laughs> you, you have to you have to find your Italian accent somewhere in in the Mushroom Kingdom. That's 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 the that's the point of it. That's your one piece that you're looking for. Is, is oh the Italian wow! You have, to, you have to find Tylenol to nurse your hangover. Yeah, so that you don't lose health when you go into bright rooms. You got to stop some Goombas or Koopas. I mean, Goombas would be the right thing. And that's my list of 2023. There it is. There's a lot coming for this year. So please be excited. Empty your wallets. Empty your wallets. As you said. Prepare your that wallets. Too. Lord bless my bank account. I don't know. I think it's I think it's looking pretty good. I mean the big the big like I said, the big one for me is Fight Forever, where are you? Where's the release date, please? Let me play as Nyla Rose and beat the shit out of people. Me, it's gimmick. Jeremy, what's yours most anticipated besides Zelda? Uh yeah, I think I said it uh definitely um definitely um that new minions game. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> sea of stars. Yeah. Sea, sea of stars. Just, it looks like it's my jam. It looks, looks real good. Yeah. It does look good. And also, I just want to find our name on that or wherever it is hidden. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's on a gravestone somewhere <laughs> and then mm-hmm. in, in a graveyard somewhere. And it, and the cool, great thing about sea of stars is I don't have to buy it. Cause I already did. And I'm also getting the soundtrack too. I don't going to buy that either. Cause I supported it in like 2020 or something it was a long time ago but it's a gift it from 2023 i guess that's a good thing of uh of doing like uh kickstarters that actually work right yeah you get you get your stuff for free later but yeah i think um unless there's any other news thing you want to talk about i'm good to there was two that i just want to mention real quick so one is that a youtube channel has defeated nintendo in a copyright strike claim you remember you might remember a few weeks ago uh, did you know gaming they had a video about um uh, a, a canceled Zelda title. That's right. And that got pulled. Well, the Super FX Zelda. It. Was that the Super FX Zelda? The really weird, like, that one, original yep. one? Yeah. 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 And they were also talking about the one um, that would have followed the Sheikah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget what that one was called, but. A Sheik? Sheik of the Sheikahs. That's her name. Um, I, 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 I forget the details, but. Yeah, there was another one. And so they contested it, and they got the video reinstated. So, yep, I guess it can be done. Nintendo does not want us to know about the remake of Legend of Zelda 2 using the FX chip. <laughs> they don't want you to know about anything, it seems like. But but they but they got 
somehow it got brought back. Like they, what? How did they defeat Nintendo? This is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, but I don't know what that is. So they got a note from YouTube saying that in accordance with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, we've completed processing your counter notification, and the video was restored. So I guess this wasn't like they took them to court or anything like that. It was just they filed the claim with YouTube, and YouTube sided with them. Yeah, I was just cool. curious how they with with their with their like uh, I don't know a court loophole or something was that was like oh well you know but actually you know because this is journalism we can say whatever we want about you or whatever. Yeah, I wonder for, if they just made a big enough fuss because it did make news. So maybe YouTube was like, well, you know, we don't want to be seen as anti-journalism. And that was the intent of the video was just, you know, to, to talk about something that happened, you know. So, yep. And the game was Heroes of Hyrule. That was the other game. Yeah, that was like the tactics type thing, right? That's right. And the next bit of news that I wanted to mention, it seems important. It is important. A group of video game testers voted to form Microsoft's first labor union in the U.S. It's going to be the largest in the in the industry. So it's Communication Workers of America. Uh, and about 300 people at Microsoft subsidiary ZeniMax Studios have voted to join. So good news. Nice. Yeah, more, uh, more unions are good. Great. Take care of the workers. Game testers, too. But yeah, I think that uh, I think that wraps it up for this episode, for episode three hundred and fifty-three, our look at the new twenty twenty-three games. Um, if you want to hear our voices more, man, I said it earlier, but there are a lot of stuff on Patreon that you can check out. Go to patreon.com slash main podcast. Uh, we have the WART radio wrap up where we just take all the music that we use in all of the Nintendo main episodes and the expansion pack episodes, and we put it all in a wonderful playlist that you can listen to. And uh, it was pretty long, actually. That one was an hour and a half. And also, which is coming to the free feed next week, is the WRT Radio Best of 2022, which I think ran it out at like three hours and 45 minutes or something like that. So there's a lot of stuff to listen to on there. And it's available to all the patrons right now. If you're a patron, check it out. But yeah, patreon.com slash Podcast. You also get like videos of us early, and you can get um, merchandise as well, like mugs and posters and t-shirts and stickers and whatnot depending on what tier you're on so there's a bunch of cool stuff on there also check out youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast so you can watch my top 10 video of my best top 10 stuff of 2022 which will hopefully be up by the time this posts also you can check all of the out all of the ones of the past like five years i've been making those since 2017 i think i have it all in a playlist you can just watch one after another and it'll be like an hour and a half or something of just watching great footage of great videos and all that stuff. Also, whenever I'm done with all these things, I will go back to streaming at twitch.tv slash podcast because I used to do that on Mondays when I had time. But next week, hopefully, we'll do it next Monday. And who knows what I'll play? Who knows? Because everything's kind of up in the air in January because catching up on other stuff. Maybe it'll be like, maybe it'll be Neon White. Maybe it'll be Live Alive. Maybe it'll be Xenoblade. Who knows? But check that out there. And you can find uh, Jeremy and I on Twitter at Nintendo underscore domain, and at jmaxstack. Anymore, though, I just don't know. I mean, you can <laughs> find me there, but you may not know what the hell's going on. I like it. I like your tweets. You're just being being crazy with it. You're, you're like you're like me when I get drunk and I just like shout into the into the void. It's fun. That's like your retweet of your one from 10 years ago where you said, I want rice, right? Rice. 
Oh, that was on Facebook, but it's yeah. not a whole lot different over on Twitter. Well, Twitter doesn't remind you about tweets from however years ago. I wish it did, actually, to see what I was tweeting in 2017 or whatever. But yeah, they, they don't do that like Facebook does. There's no like time, whatever. But uh, I mean, even like my sober shout into the void doesn't get answered sometimes. So actually a lot of times. But yeah, you can see it on there. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Kowski. John Nitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. See ya!